this this episode is starting off a little differently. Um, to keep it simple and to summarize, let me see, how did this happen? Well, Reggie and I complimented Zencaster on the new layout that allows you to do video chatting. And we talked about how we shouldn't be video chatting because I didn't have clothes on. And then we talked about boxers that separate the penis from the testicles. And Zencaster dropped or failed on us. So this is where we're picking it up. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, you can hear me still, right? Yes. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that was. Um, but yes, continue talking. See, this is what we get for praising the new Zencaster layout, and it immediately fails us. As soon as we say good things, it it it, it fucked up on us. I was, I didn't expect that. That was kind of scary. It gave me like Y two K vibes. Yes, I'm showing my age a little bit, but uh, go on uh, speaking on how you like your cock and balls separated. That was good stuff. I don't know that I like that because I've never experienced it, really. Uh, we uh, we left <laughs> off talking about these underwear that are boxer briefs, form-fitting polyester spandex underwear. But the catch is it has two pockets in the front, one for your wiener and one for your testicles. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, I don't, is this this big of an issue? Do you, do you? Like in your day to day, you're like, oh, it's it's hot in this kitchen in this restaurant. I wish my penis and balls were separate from each other in two different compartments in my underwear. Mm, no, I like mine together. Like they've been together this whole time. I don't see a point in separating them. Uh, I think that would feel weird. Kind of like those shoes where you have a little pocket or sleeve for each individual toe. I don't know who who came up with those. I don't know if they're like for climbing or something or waterproof activities, but some things just belong together. Um, this is actually funny because the ad, the YouTube ad that I told you about kind of involved this like loosely. You, I don't know why I'm getting the YouTube ads that I've been getting, but I don't, it's been freaking me out because they keep sending me those clippers for shaving your balls. Those ads are just like, hey, oh, man, well, cause I, you're a man. I, I, yeah. I hear those on like so many podcasts. Yeah, it's like, hey, have you been chilling during the quarantine? Got you too relaxed? Shave your balls, dog. And then it's like a little clipper, a little groomer or whatever the fuck. And then um, I got another one that confused me because, of course, male enhancement is a thing. And I couldn't skip it because some of them you can't skip. It was playing. I was I was like, all right, cool. I'm just watch a little bit of it before I click into the video that I was watching. And then he was like, yeah. If you take this uh, enhancement, it'll grow your balls. Your balls will get way bigger. And I was like, wait, what? So there's male enhancement for increasing the size of your balls and the balls exclusively. Not the penis, but just the balls. I don't know if this helps with virility. I don't know if this is this is um, a market of people who have are insecure about their their sack size. But I was blown away at the fact that I could just get my balls taken to new levels of 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 swinging. Apparently, have you seen those? No, uh, I'm a little surprised. 
because, mm-hmm. you know, as a man, and I think men in general overshare in very weird ways, I've never come across some dude being like, man, I just wish my balls were bigger. That's all I need yeah. in my life. Yeah, no. I've never I've never come across that either and I've never even come across any men, women or people that f- okay, no, never mind. That I was going to say that find that trait attractive or look for that, but that's false. I've come across individuals who like a big set of balls. It just casually came up in conversation was like, yeah, I like big old balls and I was like, "Oh, okay." Um, you know, so in a sense, I don't know if ball sacks are kind of like unique in their own i thought all ball sacks were the same like you even you know it scrunches up it hangs like when it's when it's hot you swing in when it's cold some people have long balls some people got a little tighter satchel going on i mean Mm -hmm. i've noticed that just in pornography yeah that's true it's just loose skin that your balls is in i didn't i thought everybody had like a default set of, of sack sack set that you know, adjust it to the weather, but apparently the, um, the, um, customizations and everything are just like, it's just super duper different. So, uh, man, what is that mud shit that you saw? Cause you mentioned chai and I was like, it just, I, I really thought he was just throwing dirt into a, cu- a jar of water and drinking it. This, uh, white dude, I guess he lived in India for a while and he was like, chai, eh? And then he just added some um, random whole food shit into it and called it mud. And he's like, yeah, fuck coffee. Chai is magic. But just in case you already know about chai, which I mean, I would imagine you would if you would even consider buying a product of this type. um, I added some shit to it. Um, And it's just funny because you go on the website and the, the, the small paragraph that explains this like the most succinctly he says uh when i lived in india i fell in love with chai on every street corner you find the bearded man covered in rags working the various pots and kettles of the golden brown brew mm-hmm. mm. yeah this dude's I, a piece of shit i'm looking at the ad or the video right now this mud man man fuck this dude man he just so he, he, why, <laughs> he i'm he getting describes mad it as a coffee alternative consisting of organic ingredients lauded by cultures old and young for their health and performance benefits. With one-seventh the caffeine of coffee, mud gives you natural energy, focus, and more without the jitters and crash. It's got cacao, masala chai, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, chaga, cordyceps, um, that shit from uh, Last of Us, mm-hmm. reishi, lion's mane, mm-hmm. and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, this dude's a... Oh, come on, man. This nigga It's just, stupid. I hope he doesn't make a bajillion dollars. But it's crazy to me because you can <clears throat> you can get chai at like Starbucks, can't you? Yeah, you can. It's not, I didn't think this was a secret thing. It's not a secret. I, I just think white people usually have a habit of taking something that exists and discovering it uh, and then selling it in, in an attempt to make money off of it. So I think um, he's... He's selling it to people that aren't familiar with it. It's 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 like anything, you know. You have like yerba mate, you have quinoa, you have uh, kale. It's like a little crazes. I don't think this should take off that much because I'm reading the comments underneath, and this dude they roasted his ass in the comments. This one dude just said, um, 
oh man, I was tired of drinking so much caffeine. Let me switch to caffeine. So they just like shitting on them in in the comments. And then yeah. So I I mean, it's on par. Everybody niggas just got too much time on their hands right now. So they just trying to think of ways to come up off the off the next person. Um It's uh it's it's interesting because uh as somebody who is uh self-employed i i struggle with things like this like i think having a respect for anybody under any circumstances forces you to leave a a certain amount of money on the table Mm -hmm. and it it like ruins your i don't know if confidence is the right word but there's like this the certain confidence that super ignorant people have Mm-hmm. That I almost envy in a way because you can just be like some oblivious white dude and, and hang out in India for a year and be like, shit, I, I got to sell me some of this uh, chai magic. And mm-hmm. then you just start like a million dollar company out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. We could never do that because we'd be like, what chai is everywhere? Why would anybody want this? It wouldn't even be an idea that we would have. Yeah, no. If you had the capital to start a business and resell some shit that exists um and you're ignorant for the first time what do you think is something that is so great that you would be able to freak it if you had a chance to resell it to uh just gentrify it and sell it as something you discovered that is like impossible for me to answer because i I think about this all the time and then Mm -hmm. half the time when i hear about something i'm like that is so stupid that would never work in a million years and i'm like almost always wrong so maybe the lesson is, I mean, I understand to an extent that it's kind of not what you're selling, but how you sell it. I get that aspect of it. But at the same time, I'd be like, man, this is fucking stupid. Like, why would you know, like I I was a kid, essentially, when Gogurt came out still. Right. I yeah. wasn't an adult. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, yogurt is already an on the go snack. They make plastic spoons. Yeah. If you're desperate, you could tip it over into your mouth if you needed to. You don't want to suck why? it out of tube. Why do we need gogurt, slightly thinner yogurt in a plastic tube? Like, why is this an invention that exists? This, who would buy this? And then it's like popular and people now have nostalgia for it going back. Or uh, I don't know if you remember, they had like on the go pop tarts and all yeah. it was was a, a regular pop tart cut into like four slivers. Oh, that's stupid. And I was like, what's the difference? And granted, that's not on the market anymore, but I'm sure they got a little sales bump for six months or something. I just. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have the brain for stuff like that. Even I, though I set the bar so low, mm-hmm. I I still come to this conclusion like who would ever buy this? I have an answer already though. Uh bread bread. Honestly, I don't this know. This ain't your mama's bread. This ain't regular bread. This ain't regular bread. This is this is real bread. Thoroughbred will be the brand name and it would just come into and come in like really intense packages, um, you know, maybe like all black packages or some shit like that. Then I would have different color bread. Like some of it got the activated charcoal that white people like a lot in it. That's smart. Yeah, you see. And then some and you got it, the D in the bread is a capital. Yeah, it's a cap- bread, bread. Exactly. Thorough bread. And, you know, I will fuck the bread game up. And I would just be doing shit that we already do in a way that would just make it seem like I invented it. It's like, you don't even have to eat the bread like this. You can toast it. Motherfuckers <laughs> like, oh. Um, and I would just 
pretend that I invented toast and come out with these different colored bread slices. We got green bread, red bread, blue bread, uh, black bread, just all these things and like have different. It's all the same flavor, but people would buy that shit and eat that shit up. Like, oh, I got the green bread. I like the blue bread. You know what I'm saying? Um, I feel like it's easy, but who the fuck would invest in something like that, though? You got to invest in yourself. I ain't got the money for that. Mm, I mean, it depends. I think you can start small. Wait, did Mm. I did I divulge? I I just remembered that I jokingly came up with an idea for a company. Did I tell you about it? The clothing company? No. Tell me. Okay, so I feel like this is something that I may do because I have some of the materials. And you know what? I'll register the domain as soon as we record this. So our five listeners can't steal this. But (laughs) remember I think we on the last episode we talked about gamer goo and I thought it was food, but it's like a special lotion to help you grip the controller better. Mm-hmm. And it's like scented, but I thought those were the flavor. So anyway, I was thinking about gamer goo and I was like, "Yo, gamer goo, GG, genius, right?" But I was yeah. like, and then I was joking around in my own mind, like, yeah. you know how the the pro gamers have like the jerseys and shit, and it's like mm-hmm. the it the moisture wicking material, and I was like, what if? I started a clothing company called GG Gamer Gear. It's like Woo Wear, Rock Aware, all that, but just for gamers, give you a performance edge. Um, what? Okay, what what clothing are you thinking of? Like, what would give people? Like, are they gloves? No, I mean, like, it could be because here's the thing. So, like, professional gamers wear jerseys made by whoever, right? But it's yeah. not as though, like, Nike, Adidas are making these. I think that's probably going to come at some point. But yes, for sure. There's not, like, they're just going to whatever print shop in California or wherever the event is and they're getting stuff made. Why couldn't there be, why couldn't gamer gear provide some of that stuff, but also, if you're a gamer, if you're just like a streamer and you're like, man, I need to hit up gamer gear because I need the fucking um, performance underwear because I'm going to be playing uh, Demon Souls, a 10 hour stream tomorrow. You know what? I do see how moisture wicking underwear might come in handy if you're sitting down playing a game for 10 hours because your balls get kind of sweaty. I don't know. Maybe I'm divulging too much information right now, but. When you gaming for a while and streaming for you for a while, you sit down, your legs is closed, your legs is open. Um, if these dumbass race car computer chairs can take off the way that they have, exactly. Yes, then I fully, I fully, honestly um, support this, and I would what like if, to be on board. Because hmm. listen to me, what about? Do you want to be the? It, we could have uh, like a palmless, fingerless glove. Do you want to be the inaugural? Uh, like ambassador the gg ambassador yeah you'd have to do a long stream though in the gamer gear yeah hell yeah because here's the thing i have all the printing shit so i can buy some polyester boxer briefs uh Mm -hmm. for like a dollar a pair wholesale i can Mm -hmm. print whatever on them and be like gamer gear uh big Mm -hmm. d edition all over (laughs) it and then you could wear those on the stream and people uh, be like, oh, shit, you're getting a this is performance enhancing. You're getting a, an edge from my balls being lifted ever so slightly. I mean, it does help uh, having my balls close to my body. That warmth makes but you me get a shirt, too. We can make like a, a tank top, mm-hmm, a, a mm-hmm. short sleeve, a long sleeve, a V-neck. Exactly. A crop and then, top. And the, uh, I don't know. I don't like my stomach out when it comes to crop tops. But I think um, 
yeah, no, it's worth a shot. And, and then with the gloves, like the outside could be made with some sort of like rubberized lightweight material so that the grippage when you using the control stick on whatever console you're playing is like that much more enhanced as it works with the sensitivity. You know what I'm saying? Like think of like wide receiver gloves, but for video games controllers you see what i'm saying so it's like clickety clack clickety clack lightweight clickety clack you know you holding your mouse with extra tightness all of this sounds erotic in a, a little bit but it's it's not it's technical it's it's for adults and it's uh for the gamer in you getting to it gg that was a little ad right there we can do that i don't even know if we i know we just recorded that but these do seem like ideas that could potentially take off you might want to check and see if somebody hasn't pat- patented this shit before we get too into it cuz i'm kind of getting into it right now i just feel like if you can come out with gamer goo like i'm sure mm-hmm. they're not making a lot of money but they're making enough money to have you know their own packaging this is getting made in some sort of factory yeah and it is just a weird sort of lotion that coats your hands and makes it slightly tackier and doesn't actually do anything and probably dries your hand out really bad. Yeah, it makes you ashy. It's just all a part of the plan. I can't think of anybody ashy. who would buy that, but Me they're either. making enough money to exist and not have day jobs, I'm assuming. So, mm-hmm. and have Gaming, investors, I'm, I'm sure. Gaming niggas rarely put on regular lotion. Why the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> why the fuck are they putting on? Yo, why Gaming don't we lotion? have gamer edition deodorant? Hey, listen to me. You, they, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. Listen, hang it up. Hang it up right now. No, Niggas you is could mustard. put. No, you could put. Wait, 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 wait. No. you gotta brand it right where you no. don't get sued by Nintendo or Sony, but no. it attracts no. a gamer. No, it doesn't. No, it the niggas is not wearing deodorant. They are not. You cannot finesse them into clean, like not being musty. Listen to me. I need you to listen to me on this. It's a part of the culture. You you really shaking the table right now. You rocking the table. Leave them niggas armpits alone. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. You gonna have a thought piece written up because you tried to stop them from expressing themselves through their armpits. And I'm trying to save you from being canceled on the internet for shaming armpit niggas while they playing Super Smash Bros. Listen to me. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. If you Google Musty and Smash Bros, you're going to see all types of... Listen, there's a certain type of nigga you're going to see. And them niggas do not like to be fucked with. You're going to leave them niggas alone. You remind me of the uh, ass crack dude at the Magic the Gathering. But What's that's it called? what I think would change hearts and minds. Because you just say, uh, if if uh, Old Spice comes out and it's the hot black dude with his shirt off in the cool commercial, they're just like, that's not for me. I am a gamer. But if you make... Uh, like, let's say it's the red tube of deodorant and it's got just a cartoon picture of a mustache on it and you call it mustache musk. And then like you flip it over and there's a, a green pipe on the other side. And then they're like, oh, that's Mario. But I'm not going to get sued by Nintendo, but it's Mario. That's for me. I got to wear this. You got high hopes for these niggas. I lost all reason. I lost all hope. I don't think I don't think it'll work. I really don't. Unless you catch them, catch them young. The niggas our age that are going to these things is either one or two things. They either washing their ass and they smell okay, or it's the complete opposite. It's just an armpit, a room full of armpit. I've been to I've been to con. I've I've been to a, a Comic Con once a few years ago. And when I walked into that venue, I knew. I knew. You know. Like the double doors opened up. 
escalators up, escalators down, cosplaying, um, um, costumes, anime, video games, and must. And must. Must. Just don't. I mean, it's worth a shot. It's really cool to see. It's interesting. But there's a Venn diagram here. Like, if they start wearing video game deodorant, they're going to realize that wearing deodorant ain't that bad. And they might switch over to to um regular deodorant. Because this right now, this reminds no, me of... they need no. to continue with the gamer Bro, deodorant. You got do. Samus Shea Butter, Metroid. Samus Shea Butter. You got uh, Bowser... Uh, uh, what bo that (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i mean it's worth a shot i want to see i would like to see it i would like to see it because these niggas do need to like fix up they need to do you know and maybe if i'm just being a negative nancy excuse me i'm sorry for putting that energy out there but i smelled a lot i'm traumatized i've been around these niggas um high school especially like even as young as high school 14 years old walking into the room niggas playing magic the gathering and and halo and Super Smash Bros. And it just smelled like armpit hairs. It just smelled like like gooch. It's just it's just something that you learn. But it's worth a shot. I support you and I'm I'm on board just because I want to see how it ends. Or they so, should just uh move to Japan because they don't wear deodorant there. All the weebs can go and be happy don't. and free. But I think that might be uh an ethnicity thing sometimes. You know how someone's diet um um changes how someone might end up smelling and stuff maybe hey, over well, in japan better go eat dude. some white rice and fish right Stop yeah. eating that cheeseburger was niggas musty over there i didn't notice but i was there in october i mean there were some mm. warm days mm-hmm. and i was sweaty mm-hmm. uh but yeah it wasn't the summertime i, I would mm-hmm. have to go in summer to know for sure if they're yeah. just gross yeah no i would like to know. i found that okay. deodorant that i bought there that didn't make sense and i i was like got this horrible flashback because I, I smelled it and I looked at it. I don't know anything about that. What was wrong with it? So I didn't bring deodorant because I'm like, why am I going to bring my half empty deodorant from home? I'll just bam. As soon as I land, buy some deodorant, get it to, you know, whatever, just get toiletries, especially because there's a Seven Eleven and shit like on every corner and they have more mm-hmm. stuff than we have here. Right. Everybody knows the, the culture to that extent. And I was like, damn, this place don't have deodorant. Damn, this right. place don't have deodorant. That went on for an entire day and a half where I couldn't buy deodorant anywhere. And then I finally found some and it was like $15. It was some weird ass shit. And then I, <laughs> I opened it and it was like this menthol paste that like stung your nostrils. It hurt my armpits. It burned. This nigga was wearing wasabi deodorant, y'all. And then like... Two, three hours after I put it on, I was just like drenched in sweat. It was like I wasn't wearing anything. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I Googled it. And they're like, oh, yeah, they don't wear deodorant over there. Fuck that. And then like more than halfway through the trip, we were somewhere that had like some right guard there or something. And I was like, well, I give up at this point. I'm not going to buy because I don't I also don't use like shitty as two dollar deodorant either. Mm -hmm. So I was like, at this point, I'm just going to go with the flow and Mm -hmm. be be whatever it is. Yeah, there's a there's a supply and demand in different areas for things. So maybe they just don't find themselves eating a lot of shit. Maybe that's an American thing. Maybe we just some musty ass niggas uh, due to Why our diet. Why don't diets. you do the no deodorant Japanese diet challenge and see how that works? Uh, it's not going to work. I think my body might be too conditioned to the shit that I've been eating in the places 
that I've been um, that I'm not willing to risk. What is the longest you think you can go without deodorant before it ends up being a bad time for everybody? Me? um, Okay, so I will regularly skip a day. But like, okay, just to qualify this, I'm not going to go out the house and be gross and sweaty around a lot of people. But I, in the last year or two, had to switch to like clinical strength deodorant. So I used to only wear um, deodorant, not antiperspirant. And I used to get natural kind of neutral smelling stuff. And then something happened with me where like I sweat a bunch more now and I smell more now. So I, I get like the highest strength stuff. And then sometimes I feel like after like five days, I'm like, man, like my armpits feel like jammed up. Like I have to like scrub under there in the shower to get it off, you know? Mm-hmm. So after however many days, I'm like, yo, if I know that I'm going to be in the house, not around people or like, I'm just going to go to the store real quick, come back, like I'll skip a day. Mm-hmm. But um, th- more mm-hmm. than that, that's no, even if I'm just sitting around. No, oh, interesting. I, I've been on vacation or um, just been in the house like during polar vortexes and shit like that. And I found that I can last up to three or four days before like my natural musk starts kicking up. And even then, it's not really offensive. It's just a scent that I think everyone has. Um, but then again, I also shower every day. So maybe that keeps stuff from getting super duper bad but yeah no nah, i can go a good three yeah, or I mean, four it days needs, before yeah. it's it's like a reaction with the bacteria and stuff so it needs something to to start smelling mm-hmm. why don't mm-hmm. we do a buzzfeed style video where you spend a week on a japanese diet clean diet mm-hmm. then the following week you continue that diet and don't wear deodorant for that week Mm. And then you can do expensive. like. What do you mean? Eat rice and fish. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I wouldn't mind doing that. I wouldn't mind trying that. But, and then um, you could do like a daily, you know, like two minute vlog, and then like two of the days, uh, I'll follow mm-hmm. you to like work mm-hmm. and stuff, and record and then, people's faces as it either works or doesn't work. I'll, I'll pull just... the coworker to the side and be like, "So, uh, what do you think of Delancey today?" And I'm like, All right, "Hey, that nigga stink." stink. <laughs> It's funny because nobody that I work with can say niggas. So I'm, I'm like, who is <laughs> like, wait, can like, you, uh, can you bleep that? Can you bleep? Oh, I'm sorry. No, that was an accident. Um, I do know that like rice and fish for me personally, I'm wondering how much sustenance I will receive from that because I, I eat a lot. I need sustenance. So it would, it would have to be big servings. Um, I'll probably lose a lot of weight too, but yeah, no, nah, I'm down with trying it. I'm down with trying it. I, uh, as somebody who does not eat as well as they should, when I was in Japan, I was like, man, I felt, you know, like light and fresh and free. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I got that rice cooker and then uh, I've been eating more stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then I was poor for a couple of days. And those mm-hmm. three days I was just eating like white rice and vegetables and a little bit of, uh, you mm-hmm. know, chicken or like an egg or something. And mm-hmm. I felt good. But you know what? I was hungry. There you go. Yeah. Then I got yep. then I got some money and I ate a pizza and I felt like shit. Yeah, yeah. When you go without eating that bullshit for a little bit and you do it again, uh, it turns into a situation. But I was so bloated, I felt full. It was great. Oh, nice. No, okay. it wasn't great. It wasn't I was great. like, it was great. I was like, nah, nah, nah. You had to poop that out, player. Um Oh, speaking of speaking of that, let me tell you about my diet for the day. Mm-hmm. So uh I impulse bought that like 
that tub of Merck's cheddar. You know what I'm talking Where? about? Where? No, like no Merck's cheddar. I've had it. You know, it's like it comes in like burgers. a little, and then like you you take it's like spreadable cheddar I've cheese, never, but it's like a higher never, quality. I've never had it in a place that wasn't like a Vienna, like you know, grease joint. But yes, I saw that jewel in everywhere. Really? I didn't you know that. You just got to look in the right section. They don't have it by like the sliced cheese. But nice. uh, okay. I was like, I got that. And then I made a, a sandwich with it earlier. And I was like, okay, got to be careful. Because I put a lot of that cheese on there. I'm lactose intolerant. Then I found some Ben and Jerry's in the back of the freezer. I'm like, okay, I'm just eating like two bites of this. But of course, I didn't eat that little. And then oh, right, now, right now, I'm drinking a coffee with oat milk. But we're going to see... How bad it gets as it's the night gonna goes on. be bad. It's been like this since I've known you. You know you're about to tear the tub up. Not the tub up, the, the toilet. But I just want to tear the tub up, thugs. Yeah. I want yeah, exactly. I want to make a reference to uh, three six mafia. <laughs> but yeah, no, you know you're gonna be uh rat a tat tatting on the toilet later. I don't understand why I don't understand why you thought this would be any different. It's gonna be a situation and I demand that you follow up with how uh that's going. Buzzfeed like, style vlog. Yeah, so I'm still sitting here. I'm still sitting here. Um, all right, cool. That was all right. I want to touch on some stuff right quick. Can I say something right quick? Yeah, can I say something? I can say it. Hey, yo, uh, uh, hey, yo, fuck Rush Limbaugh, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. you know what? I kind of forgot about that to an extent. Like, if I would have had the presence of mind, I would have made like a list of things that I noticed throughout the course of my <laughs> life that have bothered me about him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think anybody, is there any, I feel like if, even if you don't follow any of that at all, maybe you're like this, some dude died and maybe you clicked it and you're like, Ooh, I don't think anybody had anything good to say about them unless it was like one of these like right wing propaganda things. Mm-hmm. I don't think, yeah, no, that that's pretty much it. And this is one of those situations where somebody could be. Uh, upset about it and ask what did he do and blah 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 but this is definitely and i hate to be that person but this is definitely one of those situations where you could just look it up you could just type his name in um you know uh i hope his family's okay i suppose i don't know them i hope i hope you know things get better for you it is what it is but uh he just he just wasn't doing it for me my demographic me and my demographic i'm not i'm not I'm not fucking with it. I'm not fucking with it. And apparently, neither was he. So he he just went ahead and threw in the towel. It's it's a done deal. It is what um, it is. I'm trying to think of a way to condense this for anybody who may not know. But basically, like, if if you have read or heard anything where somebody's like, man, this country's just so divided. And I think that's, like, kind of bullshit that white people throw around too much. But, I mean, it's true, right, to an extent. Um, and I'm old enough to remember where it was like not quite that way, where uh, like you could be like, I vote Republican, but like that's just because I I want to be taxed this very certain way. Like, you know, things used to be so much more about policy. And then there's literally like a culture war kicked off to an extent that hadn't existed before. And mm-hmm. like all of the crazy shit that's happening now, like with the storming of the Capitol, like Rush Limbaugh has helped he he made the the bed for that essentially. Mm-hmm. His yeah. his whole radio show was just like, yeah, you know the the black person's doing this and the Mexicans doing this and poor people are doing this and it's like, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It's I have an uncle, uh, one of my favorite uncles actually, that would sit down and listen to radio uh like that. And not because he has those beliefs, but he's one of those people that um likes to know what the other side is talking about or thinking. And, you know, he wouldn't argue uh in an attempt to disprove things as he was hearing them because of course he would be a crazy person because they can't hear him because they on the radio but i would sit down and listen to some of the shit this man would say and it just didn't it just didn't make any sense it just didn't make any sense i mean at least from my perspective you know right. like people want to sit down and see what the other side or or what the political opponents are doing or saying and all it does is i think our generation has started to create little echo chambers or little bubbles of like-minded individuals instead of subjecting ourselves to the stress of someone making fun of the AIDS epidemic or homosexuals with Ronald Reagan in the 80s and blah, 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 which Rush Limbaugh was uh, a part of. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's, I, it's, I agree yeah. with you to an extent on that point. I do think that there is a problem <clears throat> with bubbles, right? But I think Part of the reason that exists is because a, like the people who, who have the most exposure and the, and the largest um, like followership base, whatever you want to call it, they're so disingenuous these days. And it's all about just getting like clicks and generating money. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I refuse to believe that any of these people um, believe what they're saying for the most part, because mm-hmm. I, I think it's just all about getting a base of people riled up and spending money and buying a fucking, you know, a mug and whatever else. Mm-hmm. And and that makes it difficult, you know, because I used to be more that way where I would want to hear both sides. And, you know, even though I know where, where I fit on the spectrum, I still want to hear mm-hmm. things, but it, it's harder now because it's n- none of it is in good faith. None of it is based in reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. None of it. It's, it's it's based on it's based on personal beliefs, believing what you believe in. I don't know. Sometimes people get themselves riled up and that goes for both ways or however many ways there are. But when you're so firm in your beliefs, you start to, you know, you stay the course usually. And that usually ends up ending very abrasively for anyone that has different beliefs than you which is this is some vague ass generic ass shit that i'm saying right now but i mean it's just what i believe in the in the very least but yeah um, I, I, I have I, a i have a list i have a list though of oh of, of uh, like a grievances no 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 of um i'm i'm, I'm tackling these one by one i'm, I'm oh. trying something different today uh so right now we're doing this but when, when you're ready for the next one just let me know when i got you uh, I guess real quick, I would just say that I think also part of the way that social media and, and the way that we um, ingest content, it kind mm-hmm. it can kind of lead to an inflated sense of uh, how informed one may be. And I think we're all guilty of it, like not always clicking through an article and, you know, reading a tweet and retweeting it and not mm-hmm. grasping something fully. But, um, you know, I will say that one side's false opinion is obviously doing more more harm to the nth degree Mm. of somebody else. You know, if somebody is uh, steadfastly saying that, you know, uh, all landlords are evil, which I, you know, I'm, I'm not even going to argue that point. Like 
I think there is a, a basis of that, but obviously I agree in a, a lot, like with a lot of gray areas of things. I, I, I agree. Like I feel there's like yeah. a, a realistic um, like bounds to certain things. Yeah. Um, who, who does that hurt? Right. Like if some Gen Z is just like, yeah, there's all landlords are, are evil. And it's like, okay, I think there's more nuance to that argument, but like what, what problem does that really cause? Like who is that hurting? Right. Versus yeah. uh, storm the Capitol kill black people, et cetera, et cetera. Right. right. But anyway, moving on. Are you ready for this? You ready for this? Yes. Hey, yo, fuck Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. She's next. She's next. Um, this big suit motherfucker spent $281 million of coronavirus funding from the feds on the police. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there is, uh, she's she's garbage, right? So yeah. he, her defense was like, "Well, it's discretionary spending. We do whatever we want with it because they're they're assuming that we have more money to spend because of the pandemic." But the pandemic, while it attributed to the numbers of people that came out during the protests, you know, those weren't the cause of the protests. Like, th- you know, they had to pay all that overtime because of shitty policing, right? And that was. Yeah. The, the effect was there were these protests and then they had to get all these police out and pay overtime. So that doesn't mean that they should, even though legally they can, they shouldn't use all of that money to pay the overtime to balance the budget. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. sucks. It sucks to, you know, a- as a community, as a city, you know, we did the right thing and we came out and we protested and we tried to enact some sort of change. And then it's like, man, we ended up getting fucked for it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the case. Um, if you want to fix the issue, uh, you know, paying for overtime because of uh, protests and how the police handle things is just like a Band-Aid on a cut to the artery. Uh, you know, you got to get to the problem, like to the real nitty gritty of why things are the way that they are. And I guess um, it's too systemic to fix. So... You know, you just you just throw more police at the situation. I guess it might be easier to um, do that, especially from her standpoint, than it is to to stop them from doing dumb shit, if that makes any sense. Uh, But one thing that I did share, which was kind of hopeful and kind of cool, in my opinion, um, was I think this is what is it called? HB 3653. It's a bill being signed that has been signed into law, I think, by now. Uh, because what day was that? Um, but it's a house bill, uh, 3653, which was authorized by the Illinois Legislative Black Caucus. It was approved by the Illinois General Assembly last month. It'll bring some significant changes, quote unquote. And I'm reading from uh, an article from NBCChicago.com. Um, it'll bring changes to things like police training policies, police accountability, transparency in law enforcement, and the rights of detainees and prisoners, according to Senator L.G. R. Sims Jr., who sponsored the bill. Um, so there's a list of things right here, uh, includes a number of measures to increase police transparency and accountability, blah, 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 blah. So sliding down. I'm going to just go through the list as fast as I can. Uh, so as far as police accountability, it requires reporting on deaths in police custody, requires police to provide a predicate offense for resisting arrest, in parentheses it says, that is a reason for why an arrested 
uh, person was occurring in the first place. Yeah, isn't that sad um, that that's something we have to fight to get? It, these are things that should have been here, but yeah, continuing. Uh, it expands police training on use of force and crisis intervention as well as uh, first aid training. Requires statewide standards and services for officers to receive regular mental health screenings and assistance while ensuring that counseling and screening remain confidential. Requires police departments to participate in the FBI's use of force database and strengthens the requirements for use of deadly force. Uh, it prohibits chokeholds by police officers. It imposes upon police a duty to intervene in the excessive use of force by another officer and to render aid when necessary. Um, it enhances whistleblower protections. It extends all restrictions of the use of force that apply to law enforcement uh, officers to bounty hunters as well. It bans the use of certain military equipment and provides guidance on the use of crowd control measures. It requires the maintenance of police misconduct records and requires the use of special prosecutors and officer-involved deaths. It expands the officer misconduct database, uh, removes police discipline from the collective bargaining process, requires the use of body cameras statewide by 2025, and removes the requirement for sworn affidavits for police misconduct um, complaints. So these and, uh, uh, abolishment of cash bail, right? Uh, yes, yes, yes. The abolishment of um, cash bail. Um, for, as far as military equipment, it bans the purchase and use of certain military equipment by law enforcement, specifically tracked armored vehicles, weaponized aircraft, vessels or vehicles, <laughs> firearms and ammunition of 50 caliber or higher grenade launchers and bayonets, which I didn't know they had. I don't know if they had the hands on that in the first place, but um, yeah, no, uh, if you want to check it out, if you're local and you want to like take a look at what this shit is supposed to be doing, then we can include it in the in the link um, underneath the episode. But these look like good changes. These look like good things. The only thing that I can see that makes me go, hmm, like, is is this an excuse to spend more money on, you know, um police departments when it comes to like you know i don't know i don't know i think it's natural to be a skeptic in, in situations like this when you live in a place like this and you see the things that you've seen i'm like well how could this not benefit us and i'm not seeing a super hard way without me being a super um, skeptic. i something. mean at face value it all sounds really good it's just we're only gonna get so far until we can you know, so I think this this does some of the, the first steps of reining things in, but I think you have to bring things back to build them up a different way. And then I think the bigger issue is the it's like you have a culture war within policing, right, where it's mm -hmm. like thin blue line us versus them. And then they, they have these paid speakers coming in and talking to them like, you know, these motherfuckers are out to get you. You got to have this like, military mindset. And mm -hmm. it's not this leave it to beaver thing where it's like officer friendly, you know, checking in on you. Um, yeah, exactly. I uh, sometimes I'll go down the rabbit hole of watching these YouTube videos of police encounters. And I had to stop for a while because it just gets so oppressive and depressing. Right. But I was watching some the other day and there was one in particular where um, this uh, the cops are called because. I think there's like an adult son with a developmental issue and, uh -huh. you know, the mom calls and she's like, Hey, just, you know, come out, you, you know, just calm everything down. Right. So 
Yeah. A small female officer shows up by herself and is immediately being incredibly aggressive. And the, the man isn't listening. He's like a big dude, but he's not being like, I'm going to beat you up. He's just like, I'm not listening. And then it's like this whole cop ego thing. And then I think that gets elevated because you're, I would assume, you know, as a, as a woman, they're, they're training you. It's like, you're going to get quadruply stepped on, you know, yeah. you have to be even more assertive and more aggressive. Right. So everything gets escalated out of control. She doesn't want to wait for backup. So she's trying to restrain him and handcuff him. She's, I mean, even t- two dudes your size would maybe would have a hard time with him. Yeah. Uh, and she's trying to do it alone. He gets away, he knocks her down, and he's just like, don't touch me, don't touch me. Again, he's not like choking her or punching her. So she takes her gun out, accidentally shoots the mom, who's standing off to the side. Mm -hmm. And then she's still having to like fight him off. And again, like if he he were trying to do something, she would be dead. Yeah. And then the other cop comes in and like big boots him, and then they restrain him. And then it's like... Is that what they were called for? Is that? And then I guess the police side of it is, you know, you give us all these jobs. What do you expect us to do? And I I just think, I don't know. I just think there's a level of common sense in some of these situations. Like, yeah, of course. You can just be like, hey, man, like, let's, you know, and and you, we, we have, we have experience like that. Yeah. Where you pick up a psych patient and they're like, fuck you. I don't want to go anywhere. You know, I'm not like, going uh, nowhere. Yeah. And got to like, legally hey, go somewhere. And we yeah. could immediately say, shut up, crazy bitch, call the police, make the police beat them up, and then have the police officer handcuff them to the stretcher. And then they ride with us to the hospital. But like, why would we put ourselves through that? Why would we put yeah. the patient through that? Why would we mm-hmm. involve the police in that? Um, mm-hmm. And it's just so interesting that <laughs> somebody who goes through a semester of training makes $9 an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and is is out here and able to make these decisions and somebody making a nice salary with a pension. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I just things don't always add up for me. But yeah, no, 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 exactly. Yeah, we're of the same mindset. I understand what you're saying about that. It's, it's there's a way of um, I think I think there's a certain indoctrination that comes with being a part of that culture where, like you said before, you're just told like, yo, look, you're going to get clapped. You're going to get slapped. The world is out to get you. All we have is one another. It's kind of like a cult. You know, put your badge on, and if anybody tries, you just escalate things. It's either you or them, and that plays out um, in a myriad of ways. But majority of them don't end well for someone who's not a police officer, which is unfortunate. Um, If it's, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm listening to you because I'm ready with my next one. Whenever you're ready, just tell me when to go. It's just, um, you know, I think in general we, you know, it's like a, a whole bureaucratic political thing where it's it's difficult to do longer term projects and adjust or um, address root causes of things like for instance there's been times in this city where they've been bullied into putting money into schools and they're like oh there's the money for a school and then it's like okay we have a nice school with books in it yeah. uh, but you still have kids coming hungry this and that there's yeah. like so many and i think we're doing the same thing across the country with policing where it's like well of course, they're just going to say we need more money. And if they do agree to training, I think there's a part of that where they get the kind of training that they want to get. Right. They have yeah, um, fucking Sergeant Slaughter come in and, and show them how to use a grenade launcher. Exactly. Um, yeah. But it kind of um, not to skip over your next point, but maybe there's something we could get into. Uh, the University of Illinois 
did a study and um, has awarded Chicago as the most corrupt city in the United States. Mm, I mean, yeah, yeah, I kind of saw that coming. I kind of saw that saw that coming. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can't. Uh, there's a, a, a vicious web in the city where you can't really get anywhere in politics unless you um, talk to the right people and do the right things. Like mm-hmm. to, I think you know, even to like aldermen, something like that. Like you can't get anywhere of any influence without, yeah, owing whoever. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's it's a given. It's a given. It's a super duper given. We kind of knew that already a little bit. I mean, it's confirmed now, but we joke about running for mayor and running for alderman and stuff like that. While we could in a in a happier place. <laughs> that just that just that's just not how that works out. There's a precedent that's been set for years, way before us, generations ago. Uh Richard Daly and his dad and like, you know, is it's it's just shysty. It's real shysty. Uh I I think it's possible, especially with the way you know, like social media is, and I think, um, I think you know, as, as awful as Trump was, I think there's some positives to be gleaned from that. Like as far as what people will tolerate, like I think you can, in a good way, this idea of decorum has vanished, right? So I think if if you didn't rely on anybody else's money and you didn't mind losing all of that money, you could run and just be like, hey, I'm a regular guy. I don't mm-hmm. give a shit about any of this, and I think people might relate to that. Um, yeah. And quickly, it was funny because I was just complaining about uh, we had a lot of snowfall here, mm-hmm. and uh, the first time it snowed, they plowed my street, mm-hmm. uh, and then the, and then when it snowed again a lot, they never plowed my street. Mm-hmm. And interestingly yeah, enough, there's an mm-hmm. article that said during record breaking snowfall, some South Shore side streets went weeks without being plowed. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's funny is the city's Plow truck tracker showed some blocks were not plowed for two weeks. Then officials mm-hmm. took the tracker offline and disputed its results. Yeah, see, they was bullshitting. Man, man, fuck the city. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm so serious. I'm serious. It's it's real shisty shit. Real real stupid shit. I'm like, who is paying these niggas, man? Get these niggas out of here. Things don't get handled. You barely. You lucky if your recycling get picked up on time. You lucky if your garbage get picked up. Sometimes niggas see a lot of snow and they just like. Hey, I'm gonna leave them cans there, and there's nobody to hold people accountable. Oh yeah, and shit. they didn't pick up my garbage for like two yeah. weeks because I guess I'm assuming they they felt like they couldn't get through the snow in the alley. But that exactly, also sucked. exactly, yeah, it's like a, a domino effect. You they don't plow the alley, so the the garbage niggas don't pick up the garbage. So you know you got to call the pest people if animals is out and they don't come out. You know, and every time you call somebody, they got an attitude. Yeah, I call. It's like, yeah, streets and sanitation. I'm like, hey, I'm trying to figure out this, that, and the other. Like, what day you pick, get your garbage picked up? I'm like, uh, Monday, I think. It's like, we'll just wait for them to pick it up on Monday. And niggas will hang up on you. I'm like, man, we got to get these niggas the fuck up out of here. That shit is infuriating. But we've gotten used to it. It is what it is. Um, But I'm ready for the next one. You mentioned Snowfall, which leads me kind of into my next one. You ready? Mm-hmm. Man, fuck Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He sucks because, you know, they 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 get to, you know, have their way, right? As far as, like, making the news and making the polls and, like, just making shit up and getting out of whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you have all that on your side and you don't know how to, like, dip off properly to do something shysty. Mm-hmm. 
Like right. I'm glad that his vacation got ruined, but um, he sucks for not being able to pull that off when it's like politicians on both sides of the aisle are getting away with this shit constantly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe that wouldn't have happened if he was uh, if he flew private. That he a broke bitch first and foremost. <laughs> uh, secondly, he tried to blame his daughters. He blamed this shit on his daughters. He was like, look, it was my daughter's fault. They was cold. I was like, yeah, we can go to Cancun. And I did it for them. I was going to drop them off. I was going to come right back. <laughs> Damn, that nigga suck, man. Yeah. Uh, nigga's a coward and a bastard. And it's just funny to see him get bullied into uh, working in the office that he was appointed to. It was funny to see that. This nigga handing out bottles of water and shit now, walking around. Um, in Texas... People are still recovering from the snowfall and the stuff that they had to endure there. Um, as Northerners, I guess we could call ourselves Midwesterners or whatever else, we're used to snow falling and shit like that. But in the South, that is some real shit. People do not know how to go about their day to day when they have black ice and snow and like weather changes like that. But it goes from like a funny thing into like until you see how serious it is. Like the pileups, I saw like two hundred car pileups, and people don't know to like leave their water running so their pipes were bursting and floods and and just a whole bunch of shit was just going on down there so you know i hope you know if you're listening to this and you you down there or just in general i hope things get a little bit better and you guys are being taken care of because that's just that's just really really trippy that's really trippy shit right there uh, um, I lived in Missouri very briefly and we got like two inches of snow once and the holes, mm-hmm. it was just shut down. They did. They were like, we don't know what the fuck to do with this. Nobody leave your house. Um, yeah, the Texas thing is sad because, you know, I th- Texas is famous for, you know, lack of regulations and privatization where it's like people are like, I moved to Texas because they let me build a house that's just um, three lopsided cubes on top of each other. And I, I don't have to go to like the, you know, the city hall to get approval for any of that and like that's neat at face value but then it creates a scenario where you know as soon as something goes wrong um there's still all these people without power um people's bills are through the roof you know mm-hmm. nine ten thousand dollars um they're being price gouged now there's a class action lawsuit and mm-hmm. then um yeah I, I would imagine that some of the deregulation when it comes to building and property and all that factors into some of the damage that people are experiencing, you know, like if you bought a house, you're renting a house and they didn't have to get this or this or this approved by any sort of governing body. And then you have a pipe burst or something. I mean, it's just, uh, so yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, hopefully they get some federal money because again, you know, we pay taxes. Um, yeah. We need yeah. to have be fucking taken care of when we need it. People um, are freezing to death, man. Yeah, that's yeah. that's fucked up because they regulate in the heat. I think they they there's something with the grid where they choose who gets power and who does not, um, apparently, because they can't sustain whole like areas. It so, is um, privatized to my understanding. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that's fucked. That's fucked. So it's little it's little kids and shit who are in houses with no heat, um, no running water depending on how that plays out electricity and power and shit. And there's office buildings from what I saw, like, cause I saw people online at the time complaining about office buildings that aren't even in um, use because of the, the pandemic, because people are working from home that are lit up for whatever reason. And there's individuals that are suffering. Uh, that shit is really, really wild to me. Um, I can only hope that, you know, it's one of those situations where people see, 
what their representatives are doing for them and either they either decide to hold them accountable or oust them upon the next election because of how they dropped the ball when it was it was their turn to shoot so i mean we can only hope for that i don't know i know texas is usually like a rare state and whatever else so who knows how that'll work but it's one of those situations where it's like fool me once but i i, I would only need to be fooled once in a situation like this because if if I need power for my children and I have no heat because the representative is like not holding the right people accountable. Then that's, that's the situation for me personally, but we'll see people are so firm in their beliefs that we don't know what's going to happen. Um, yeah, it sucks. You know, I, I, I've spent like my entire adult life looking around and being like, I don't know how this is going to work. How, Mm -hmm. how is this sustainable? And it seems like it just gets crazier and crazier every year. And this, this gulf just grows between the, these, these two classes. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think part of the problem is, uh, you know, so let's say we get Ted Cruz out of there. I, who, who takes up the mantle? Like I, mm-hmm. I'm not, um, so idealistic as to be against incremental change, but the promise of incremental change has been, mm-hmm. uh, not kept. Right. Like Mm -hmm. you basically have one side doing a lot of really bad stuff and then you have the other side doing slightly less bad stuff and be like, oh, we'll get there eventually, everybody. We just got to work together and you got to vote. And I'm just like, okay, well, get Ted Cruz out of there. And then, you know, I guess you get like a super centrist Democrat in name only that votes against the Democrats 60% of the time. Get Beto O'Rourke up in that bitch, man. Am I I guess uh, Beto O'Rourke? Beto O'Rourke. Okay. I guess uh, my my overall idea is just like how much, you know, to it to ascend to the level that you can be elected to that office. How good of a job can you do? Unless mm-hmm. you're willing to sacrifice your political future, which none of these like if you're a politician that has done everything that it takes to be able to be a congressman or a senator or what have you. Um, you're not going to be like, now that I'm here, I'm just going to do like all the things that are important and like not get reelected and serve one term and then go have to get a real job. Like nobody's going to do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, just got to have blood in the streets, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, you know, we can vote our way out of it, but no, I, don't, I don't think so. Yeah, no, no, no. I understand. I mean, I, I do see I'm looking at an art- article on Politico.com that Beto O'Rourke has acknowledged that he's considering running for governor in 2022. So we will see how that plays out and if that'll make a change. But being hopeful, I, I like to do it when I saw him. So it's it's yeah, it looks kind of legit to me. Um, but if you're ready for the next one, I'm ready. You ready? Yeah, man. Fuck Justin Timberlake. Oh, shit. What'd he do? Nothing. He just now, uh, well, starting from the top, there's a Britney Spears um, documentary that just. I did watch that. You did? I didn't. But I had, funny enough, back when bars and shit were open, I had a conversation with um, someone who was caught up on everything that was going on legally and um, just, just recreationally with Britney Spears's autonomy. And how there's a lack thereof due to her father and, you know, legal agreements and contracts and weird shit like that, that I don't understand the inner workings of. I can um, give a quick background. Yeah. If, if, yeah. Please um, do. Please do. So I watched the movie kind of on a whim 
I knew about the majority of the stuff. I mean, overall, I think it, it does have value, but I consider myself like I'm not into like celebrity news. I'm not, you know, I think Britney Spears is talented, but I'm not like a huge fan of her music. And I was able to kind of already know some of these things. I think part of the problem I had with the documentary is I feel like it came out a little too early, the same way that the six, nine one did. It's like they made the six, nine documentary and I'm sure, you know, like it was, it, it provided information and you know, that I'm sure the makers made money, but they made this documentary about this dude's life before he even got out of jail. And there's like so much more that has yet to happen. Right. And I think yeah. the same thing with this Britney Spears thing. Um, they're kind of awaiting the decision on this uh, conservatorship as it's called. And like the documentary just ends and it's like, well, we didn't really, we kind of didn't, like, didn't get anywhere. Right. There's no yeah, conclusion, yeah. but basically um, what I, what I took the most from this is like, it's kind of like that thing that we've talked about before. Like you go back and you watch an old action movie and there's like so much like homophobia and weird shit in there that like you didn't notice when you were a kid. Right. Because first of all, you're a kid. And second of all, we've progressed as a society since, you know, 1984. Um, The thing with this Britney Spears thing is you see the crazy amount of sexism and misogyny involved in like all of her interviews and the scrutiny that she faced and everything. Um, And it kind of comes to a head where, you know, she's doing the right thing and checking herself into, you know, hospitals to get treatment for her mental health. And, you know, you also need to take into account, it's like, she's been grinding so hard since a child to pursue this dream. She's always busy. She's always touring. She's always recording and always having Mm -hmm. to keep up this facade. Like that's going to be wear on anybody. Mm -hmm. And to get this perspective of this person who is of sound enough mind to tour, record, make appearances, do commercials, et cetera, et cetera has a conservatorship where she's not of sound enough mind to make her own financial decisions, sign the majority of her own contracts, et cetera, et cetera. And I mean, I don't know that the, the movie had ever explicitly made this point, but I couldn't help but think when the fuck, like when Robert Downey Jr. was crazy and on drugs, was anybody like, he needs a conservatorship. Like sure. Mm -hmm. He was in tabloids and this and that, but he didn't have, his autonomy taken away yes so um that's the issue with britney spears and yeah Yeah. uh no there's like this weird precedent that they set where i don't know how she's ever going to get out from under that because how do you prove and and i think would she like to have that gone of course but they they painted it like she just wants to be able to be around her kids and i Mm -hmm. think that's fair and understandable yeah, for sure. There's a bunch of niggas that then going crazy in the public eye and have not been, uh, uh, you know, had their their decision making and just human uh, parenting ability, whatever you want to call, like snatched away from them like that. Um, shit, I could probably go down a list of individuals that snapped and done wild shit and just been super duper crazy in the public. But I mean, I, I think that's like a Google search, but. Yeah, no, I, I haven't encountered anything like that. Um, and I was sitting in a bar talking to somebody when they were like, free Britney. And I was like, what does this mean? Like, what are you talking about? This was Oh, he gets paid too, by the way, really quick. Like the, mm-hmm. the dad, he, so that's also like a huge, weird conflict of interest where mm-hmm. because he's burdened to an extent with the conservatorship and she 
has like all this income, he gets whatever percentage of that. It's not like it's 50% or anything, but it's like to have this brand and do all this work and you're in this agreement that you didn't agree to that you can't get out of and you have to pay somebody to do this to you. I mean, it's, it's awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's pretty much ass. So circling back, um, did they touch on Justin Timberlake in the documentary at all? Like, was that a part? Um, because- I'm not sure they, they did. Mm-hmm. But I now that you brought it up, I do vaguely recall like seeing a headline where he like apologized for the Janet Jackson thing. And then he's all like, yeah, like that Britney Spears stuff was crazy. Oh, you know what they did? They did uh-huh. because they talked about um, and I remember kind of living through this where they. Uh, their relationship was scrutinized and then they played clips of like these interviews and be like, yeah, you're with Justin Timberlake. Are you still a virgin? And I was like, who would ask her that? Oh, this is fucking crazy. Man. But then yeah. when they broke up, um, the tabloids kind of painted her in a weird light. Like he alluded to her cheating, right? With the Crimea river and all that. And then the media ate that up and she got painted negatively. And then he got painted positively for, I don't want to say whatever reason, because we kind of know, but that, that's how that went down. So they did address yeah. that part of it. Yeah, exactly. And they just like kind of let that ride out. Yeah. So I guess my scruples, scruples <laughs> uh, with Justin Timberlake would be how long it took him to speak up. Like he, he kind of seemed he, he kind of seemed like a bitch a little bit. And I mean that in the most progressive way possible, because he didn't necessarily defend Jan- Janet Jackson when he pulled her titty out. Yo, I still remember that Super Bowl. I, I just want to say that Yo, I was sitting there. Like, we're just watching because I like the song. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's Justin Timberlake. It is what it is. I'm in my teens and shit like that. I'm sitting there watching it. Landon, Janet Jackson got the leather jaunt off on. And he was like, I'm going to have you naked by the end of this song. And he snatched. And for a second, I'm like, because she reacted in a way where it seemed like um, <sighs> it was scripted. It was scripted yes, a little bit. And I, I, I like, think oh. that was planned. And maybe there. So I agree that there could have been a wardrobe malfunction. Like it was supposed to be two pieces, but at the end, like I guess the crux of it is they had an agreement that he's going to say, going to have you naked by the end of the song and then rip off a panel of her clothes. Mm -hmm. And I don't, like it's so insane, especially in retrospect, looking back as an adult Mm -hmm. to be like, (laughs) they have an agreement where a part of a musical entertainment number he does this and then she looks down and reacts and then it turns out her whole titty is out and she gets in trouble for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. I used to um, feel like Justin Timberlake was this like inoffensive pop guy. But, you know, if you sit down and think about it for even a second, you're like the nigga kind of weird. Yeah, he kind of weird. He's kind of weird. He's weird and he sucks, especially like I think even by the Super Bowl era, he had done enough and made enough money where he could have taken a small hit there. And I think he he, could, he should have had the presence of mind to be like, I know this isn't going to kill my career, especially if I'm taking half the blame and not letting this, you know, icon take the fall for something that she should yeah. Right, right. Uh, why are people mad at her? Uh, yeah, that does. I mean, people were mad at her for having her titty ripped out. That's uh, trippy. But yeah, he, he been a weird ass nigga. It's, I seen a video of Sinbad 
talking about how uh, Justin Timberlake made a, a diss attempt at Prince or something to that degree some time ago and then kind of retracted and was like, oh, no, you know, especially around where Prince passed away. But he'd been a weird ass white dude, man. He'd been a weird ass white dude for, for a while. And I think sometimes that happens. You know, he got pulled in and given these opportunities and given this music. And then he was like, you know what? I am R&B white Jesus. I am that chick. I am white chocolate. I'm that nigga. And you ain't never seen John B act like that. You, with good reason, you ain't never seen Robin Thicke act like that. You ain't never seen, um, uh, even as far back as, um, shit, what is his name? made what you won't do for Bobby Caldwell like that was a white dude which people find out every year that's a white dude but you ain't never seen them niggas act like that him Wait, act you cut like out that. for a second I don't know if it was just for me or for everybody just uh you said what is their name and then it was a long pause can you just say the name again? Bobby Caldwell Bobby Caldwell oh yeah 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 you ain't never seen him like that you ain't you ain't never seen the Bee Gees you know what I'm saying like it's, like it's, like it's, niggas be man Niggas be Christopher Columbus and Chai music. Uh, uh, take it, what have you? And they're held on the they're held on these uh pedestals for no reason. And I think it just gasses them up and it goes to their head. And we end up having to deal with the egotistical fallout when they do dumb shit. Stop letting, stop doing, stop letting them do that. I uh, I just can't wrap my mind around it because it is so like you're already on. Right. Like I can make excuses for somebody who was like, they're broke. They need to sell this many or do whatever to just like break even on their record contract. They're like so new. They're so young, et cetera, et cetera. You can understand that. But it's like Mm -hmm. you you're from like the most successful or second most successful boy band of all time. You're a successful solo artist. Like, what are you so afraid of? I mean, I guess I guess the the answer that's most in your face is like his values are just not there but i had a conversation with somebody recently where they were lamenting about how these artists don't in general just don't seem to have like any sort of morals and Mm -hmm. i was like you know i don't get it either because let's say i made a fire ass beat or something and chris brown calls me up and he's like dude we gotta do this remix right um you could eat i would either be like fuck out of here because if it's that hot somebody else will ask for it Mm -hmm. or you can do it and you could just issue a statement be like dude i have a hundred dollars in the bank account i'm an independent artist chris brown hit me up and said he wanted my beat i think chris brown is a horrible human being but i didn't want to fumble the bag there you go throw that out there i I am trying to eat yes there there are there are situations where um you know that does that does make sense. I think it's one of those situations where it, it depends on if you're a person in power or you're not. What resources do you have? Where are you coming from? Um, do you have a cushion that you can fall on if some shit fucks up? If the answer is no, you are more likely to do what you need to in order to get where you want to be and do what you like to do. Or my label um, said I had to give him the beat and then I'm donating this much of the money I'm making off the royalties to this. Or like abused it's just, women or some shit. It just like seems that. so clear the path forward, and instead it's like muddy the waters. Like you know, Chris Brown has, has accomplished so much in his career, so of course it's an honor to work with him. And you know, we all we all have our skeletons. Like 
Can't you just see uh, it? Can't you just see it already? It's like we've all done have made mistakes in our past, and we got it. You know, it's like no, man. I, I just yeah. and then when you extrapolate that out to somebody who is like had all these fucking hit records and made all this money, and it's like, what do you have to lose at this point? If if For you sure. were to even speak out against something and everybody disagreed with you, but you know you're right, everybody's gonna forget about that shit in six months anyway because you exactly. can literally. Um, as we've seen, shoot somebody, assault somebody, do whatever. <laughs> and then you just come back, like you lay low for a couple months, you just come back and everybody was like, oh, cool. Exactly. Everybody's like, all right, yeah, nah, it's all good. Fuck that nigga. So like, why not you know do the saying? right thing and just come back? But yeah, fuck because, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, fuck Justin Timberlake. Because people, yeah, it's, it's human nature. I mean, why, even though I have enough, why lose out on a little bit of, I want more. Why lose out on a on a little bit doing the right thing when I don't have to, and especially if she gained aggro, it was just like I'm gonna just not say shit and just mind my business, which he did, and now he's looking funny in the light. So yeah, yeah, fuck Justin Timberlake, especially with that what was the man on the moon or some shit like what was that shit he dropped? I can't I remember oh, that flannel shirt shit. I didn't hear one song off it, but I did see that flannel shirt. Uh, man, f- man, his Tennessee came out with that shit. Man, fuck that boy. I was like, what are you doing? What the fuck was that? Nigga was walking around carrying hatchets and shit. I was like, get this. This shit is stupid. It was stupid. And it was dirty. And it was nasty. And it should be cleaned. Um, let me see. I'm looking right now. I don't have I don't have anybody else that I want to say fuck, but while we on the topic of music, I am going to miss Daft Punk. Uh they they calling it quits. Yeah. I uh I'm I'm okay with that, but it does kind of represent for me like I'm getting I'm getting older, you know, because I've yeah. been like I remember in '97 when they exploded. Like, yes, I was a kid, but like I remember. And around yeah. that time, I was into electronic music. I was listening to like uh, Prodigy and Orbital and all that stuff. Like, you yeah. know, Hackers, the movie soundtrack, all that. You know, like electronic music of that type was like, <laughs> hot at the time. It was. Yeah. And Daft Punk came out, and like I've always liked disco music, and they had that huge disco influence. They're sampling disco songs. I was like, yeah, Daft Punk is fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I mean, I get it. They've been at it since what ninety yeah. four. They haven't made an album in eight years. Yeah, and uh, they're probably tired of wearing them hot ass helmets. Hot ass helmets with the leather fits. This is like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. They just want to call it. Call and I it bet quits. they're still gonna. I mean, they could still make music. Uh, on their own they could collaborate call it something else it could be i don't know their real names it could be you know billy and johnny song doesn't have to be mm. called daft punk you never know what'll happen so i haven't mm-hmm. seen i haven't encountered anybody taking it too hard but that's kind of how i see it like yeah no i agree with you uh I, I still remember like one more time about daft punk being one of the not the first songs that i heard about them but one of the most recognizable songs that i heard by them uh, when it dropped and I remember being a kid and seeing like you remember music videos used to come on the box the the video for that was like an animated anime type video with blue niggas like skating around and playing yeah, music all the videos shit. went together it's like a movie I, I noticed that but I don't know what order to watch them in they're all on YouTube but I thought mm-hmm. about that recently Um, that was some innovative shit for me and, and that, really that album's cool great stuff. like a lot yeah. of those songs are played out to me because they've just been in so many things. I've heard them so many times, but like, oh yeah, they're still good. Like one more time, I kind of don't want to hear ever again, but I could still mm-hmm. say like it's a, it's. I mean, it's a dope song. It's one of those songs like if it came on and it wasn't in your control, you would just let it play, but you wouldn't intentionally put it on. I'm still intentionally putting that bitch on because that shit, 
go super stupid, especially the part with the, I don't know if it was the synthesizer or whatever he was singing. And he was like, mm-hmm. gonna feel it. Celebration tonight. Celebrate. And then he was just like, mm-hmm. no, we don't stop. That shit went stupid. That shit went stupid. You can't stop. I was like, hey, this nigga cutting up right now. I love it. I like that. So, shouts out to them. Um, uh, those two unproblematic Frenchmen. I, I ain't heard shit about what they do outside of music. I don't know nothing about them niggas. I guess that's the way to do it, right? I, it would seem so. Yeah, it would seem so. It would seem so. Um, we can get into the little little quick picks if you got anything. Because I got random shit that doesn't really go along uh, with anything that we've touched on. But I know you usually do sometimes too, so I would like to hear anything that you might have. Okay, uh, this is related to something that may or may not have happened to me somewhat recently. But let me pose this scenario to you. Okay. So, you got the crib to yourself. It's uh, mm-hmm. getting late. You light some candles. Mm-hmm. You got a, a fat tube of Stroke Twenty Three. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah. You. And you're yeah, like, nah, let me. Yeah. Let me open up an incognito tab in my browser. Word. And you're watching a scene that is super hot with two or three T's at the end. And you're like, this is amazing. And then Uh the camera pans up and the dude has an eyebrow piercing. Does that ruin the scene for you? I think, I think I would, it would give me pause. Uh, I would have to like focus to get myself back in the game. But yeah, this is very coincidental because I thought about eyebrow piercings recently and I was like, damn, people really used to do those. That's kind of weird. Was it a hoop or a stud? A stud. Mm, That's weird. That is weird. Yeah, that's a little weird. I think that would fuck it up a little bit for me, especially if a nigga had like those, uh, you know, how people get those lines in the eyebrows and shit like that. It's like, what the fuck is going on? You want to do that again? Mm, That's just terrible. That was a bad time. That was a bad time. I horrible. thought I looked cool with it, but oh, you I have. feel like I feel like I'm too old to do it again. And then I'm like too out here. Yeah. Like I don't want to have that shit in a weird place and have somebody construe it in a weird way. Like I don't think there's anything <laughs> to think of it. Right yeah. in yeah. 2021, I don't think you yeah. could be like, oh no, they they're with the. Uh, <laughs> This you know, nigga's the, a gangster disciple. Look at his eyebrow. Falcons or something. Like, yeah, but right. no, I just I would fucking yeah. be so upset if somebody yeah. was like, Oh, you got two on the left side? Nah, we don't fuck with that around here. And I'm like, what? That. Yeah, nah. This is tiddly wink neighborhood, nigga. <laughs> you can be like, What? Yeah, no. So yeah, I can see that. Um I can see that being an issue. I can see that being an issue. I mean, we all have moments where it's the it's the idiosyncrasies. Like there's like random things sometimes that happen that kind of like throw your vibe off a little bit. Uh, I've been watching. Um, whew, I had to, almost had to burp. I didn't want to burp into the mic, but yeah, like um, I clicked on a dancing bear video recently, and like there's always that one lady like incessantly going whoa. Like in the background, I'm like, I know that they have to keep up appearances because and clap and make sure it seems like they all hyped up. But we can tell who's an industry plant in the crowd. Like we know who's there to fillet people. Like we know who's been put there because they're going to fillet people. And we can tell who's who's 
a civilian in the crowd. You know what I'm saying? So uh, just suck that dick. I'm like, all right, man. Like, <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? Like, don't. It's it's and sometimes it's like a waste. And the dude, I feel bad for the ladies that are there to just like clap and get their money because they just sit there and the dudes walk up with the whipped cream in the meat out. Like, hey, hey, you, uh, uh? and they're like, no, no. You can see it in the eyes. They're like, no, please, no, I don't want to do that. And they're like, okay, cool, just checking. Want to see if you want to make some extra bucks, but blah, 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 blah. I wonder how that that shooting format works out. Like, do they, I don't know. Maybe we should get an actual dancing bear on the um, on the show and just ask, like, so how does this work? Do you guys have, like, um, professional talent that you bring in and put in the crowd? And then you have, yeah. like, a random roll call for, like, I don't, amateur. You know? I just. Because think of. The Do women exist that are just going to start sucking a dick out of nowhere? I mean, yes. Mm, but yeah, mm, yeah. I just think this is one of those weird porno things that perpetuates this like weird thing. That women just, are just loose and... and yeah. Because, you know, there's, gets, there's mm-hmm. so many men who are like, oh, you're not going to no bachelorette party. You, the yeah, stripper come out, you just start sucking dick. Suck a dick. You're going to suck a dick all crazy. That's just ridiculous. Um, yeah, no, it does. It's porn is it's very aggressive. And especially half aggressive. the people there are sucking dick. It's not like there's like oh it's like the one lady's at it again. It's like Oh, there she go do again. We, do we really think that anytime a stripper is in an area, he's getting head from half the women there at least? I, I mean, you know. I'm yeah, I'm just saying, even though I've seen some random videos of like civilian non professional women sucking dicks at at, at uh, uh uh porn parties. And someone uh, who is technically a filmmaker, um, there are releases involved in this if you want to show somebody's face. So yes. I also highly doubt that um, on top of half the people sucking dick, they're all like just signing releases afterwards as amateurs and like probably not making any money. Right. That's what I'm saying. And I'm I'm curious because like I was saying, um, what legally like practices have to be involved? Like you have to sign a waiver because I've seen one where like you just have to be okay with what's going on and there are scenarios where the lady who's not even filleting an individual uh is sitting next to someone who is and when the climax happened stuff just flies everywhere I'm, <laughs> and, it, and it hits somebody i'm like did she agree to that that's a that's a possibility or like you know i don't know when you get into the the, the nitty-gritty of these things it's really really wild to see is because i'm I think there's just a ladder to an extent of porn. So Mm -hmm. if you're not somebody, especially now where I feel like sex work, the like, Mm -hmm. it's just so it's like a thing. Like people are like, oh, I got had OnlyFans for two months because I had some bills to pay. Right. So I think um, these kind of like dick sucking parties, it's like somebody who wants to test the waters. They're not sure if they want to do penetration or whatever. And it's like, oh, they could show up and fondle some balls and somebody else sucks a dick. Tickle some balls. Yeah. And they make a couple hundred bucks. I, I mean, these are all, I think, like budding. Uh, I think so. Actresses. I think so for like new talent, potentially. Uh, like, I'm wondering, like, do they provide an incentive for the people that are just there for filler? Like the women that are there to just fill the crowd out and clap and go, woo. Like, do they tell them like, hey, if you want to make a quick like 50, 100, I don't know. Like, if you if you if you nibble on a dick a little bit, then we'll we'll toss a little extra a few extra bucks your way like i wonder would if you like would you go to a party where they're like look um 
we're going to have, it's going to be open bar, top shelf liquor, top DJ. Um, we'll give you a hundred bucks to show up. You might get skated on a little bit, um, but mm. it's going to be like mm. party, party of the year. Party of the year. No, I don't think I would. I'm not, it's not, that's not my prerogative. It's a small Getting mite s- though. Like, uh, it's not like you're going to be shoulder to shoulder with somebody second dick. You could be like five feet off to the side, but like somebody's just like loses control. Mm-mm. The only person skeeting on me is me. Um, that's it. That's You're it. like Bobby Hill on his back with the potato chips. But exactly. Not. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, yeah, exactly. The only person. And I don't even let that happen if I can control <laughs> it. And those are accidents. So, no, I'm not. You just I'm not gonna uh, be shoot it straight up in the air like Will Smith and Hancock. Go Kobe. And just like, did you let see it. that? I think it was a deleted scene. Did you see that? There, I don't know if it was in the movie or deleted scene, but there's a scene where he's having sex and the chick is riding him. He's like, no, get off. And then he pushes her off and then his jizz shoots through the ceiling of this like camper that he's living you in. You lying. I have never seen that in my life. You lying. You <laughs> right. making that up. Bro, you just made that up. Get the fuck out of here. No, that really happened. Uh, Are you serious? Hancock. No wonder that movie didn't get a sequel. That's bad. Damn. The movie was kind of stupid. I'm sending it to you right now. You can um, live react to it. All right, cool. Send that to me. So it must have been a deleted scene because I think I rented it on DVD back when renting DVDs was a thing. And that obviously that movie sucked. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't good. Like Will Smith is charming and whatnot. But um, she said, pop this Superman. Hold on. I think I've seen this lady. Oh, who calls someone asking like what his dick look like? She said I ain't seen it yet. Hold up. How long is this? So is he just drunk? She's trying to smash. Hey, she look good though. Uh huh. So at about one minute is when. Yeah, it- I'm halfway in right now. He explaining to her like, look, when I'm about to bus, you need to get away from me. It's- you say you need to get as far away from me as possible. So this nigga in a trailer and they fucking. Oh, the trailer's rocking. This is bad. This is really bad. This is bad. I hate this. <laughs> no. No, no, no. He They're shot big holes, holes in the ceiling. They're those big are too. huge. Those are huge. Those are like those baseball are like size. Yes. No. Yeah, no, these are huge. Those are like very, very large. That's bad. Who the fuck? I think they turned the comments off for the video <laughs> with, with good reason because that shit. <laughs> that was bad. That was bad. That was bad. It just makes me think of how stupid that movie was one more time. Yeah, nah, nah. You got to say it Daft Punk style. You got to say what now? Anytime you say one more time for the rest of your life, you have to say it Daft Punk style. One more time. Mm, we can't stop. That's my shit. I need I want to get a synthesizer so I can make the actual noises. You gotta you gotta help me. I'm down with that. Um uh so quick things. Uh your boy Bobby Schmurda got out of jail. I yes, don't know that I, I super that. care. I mean, if he makes some good music, cool, but you know, and it sucks that uh they they used his music to lock him up because they're haters, I guess. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Accurate. What do you, what do you think about that picture of him with all the white ladies? That was disappointing. 
because they mm, you know what i'm not trying to objectify anybody but i think the consensus was you know he'd been in prison he's the first woman he'd been around it might have been short notice who knows and they just rounded out rounded up who they could to just like meet him and be and be cool and you know so maybe that's what was going on but i i i uh who knows maybe he asked for them specifically we don't know he'd been in prison uh you know i don't know the situation but it was it was kind of weird i don't know i'm not sure yeah i don't know i'm not sure if i had just gotten out of prison i don't know if i'm trying to see white people immediately you know, <laughs> after after, <laughs> after being through a systematic oppression of some sort uh when it comes to it uh but but uh that's a little jokey joke. Maybe they were just all there having a good time. Everybody was happy, and that's all that matters. I feel at the like end they the had day. them on call, and I'm just, I'm, I, I was just surprised. If you're gonna, if you're gonna be like, man, my boy's getting out of jail, let me like make sure he has a good time. You, just mm-hmm. like, you hitting up three regular looking white ladies for that, and you're rich and famous. Yeah, that is kind of you. You would, I guess, with a certain caliber, you would expect certain things, um, but. Like I said, it might have been short notice. Who knows? Like, you know, if you got out of prison, I'd be like, I got you, bro. And then I pick you up. I'm like, oh, man, where you got? Where you going? And I'm like, I got you, Reggie. And you're going to have I, the BBWs I, I, on deck. I'm out of BB. Nah, hear me out. I got this. I got this orchestrated in my mind already. I'm going to slide up to a function. I'm going to slide in. And you're just going to hear like women clapping on the inside. And I'm going to be like, here you go, bro. But before you walk in there, put this bear suit on. And you're going to be like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Just dance around a little bit, and you're going to have a good time, I promise. You're just going to go in and start gyrating on shit. So you and, said uh, you wouldn't attend one of those parties, but you're going to be there. What if you get But that's different. Here? That's different. That's different because I'm in control. I've organized. I'm going to have the seats set up in a way where I know which area is safe to like sit in because the trajectory um, and the, uh, you know, like the linear pathways and the physics involved with that. I'm going to just make sure I'm good. And no offense to you, but if it's just you. You know, I don't know how much you bust. What if it's but built I feel up, like I'm safe. I could be locked oh. up for a long time. It's all built. It could be like Hancock, and I gotta be like, get away, everybody. Nah, fuck out of here. Niggas is beating off in prison. I ain't stupid. Like, that's one of the main things they probably doing. So I'm assuming you coming in with your tank on E, or at least regular. You, it'll be all right. I trust you. Because I feel like you wouldn't aim anything near me. Like, I, I feel like we have enough rapport to know that you, I'm gonna stay away from the hot spots. So, uh, nah, we'll be good. We'd be cool. It's all good. Um, <laughs> I guess I, I rarely chip in on these small things, but um, uh, Cyberpunk, apparently some people hacked it and they holding it for ransom. Like they can't drop any updates or yeah, DLCs. Yeah, everybody's working from home and then they can't like get into the thing and they said they're not going to pay the ransom. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's dumb because I, you know, I don't. Obviously, I'm not privy to their motivations, but I'm assuming these are like nerds that are mad that cyberpunk wasn't good enough. Yeah. And this right. obviously isn't making things any better. I still have only played the first 30 minutes to an hour of that game. I was going to go back and mm-hmm. play it uh, after I beat Resident Evil 3, but I think I'm going to play mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 7 Remake, which I never beat. Yeah, that shit was fun. Yeah. Check they out. did the PlayStation Direct today and it um I didn't have high hopes for it and I watched like the highlights right before the podcast and um Nice. They're doing a free Final Fantasy seven upgrade for PS five, which I'm a little surprised by. I thought that Interesting. So there's a paid DLC with Yuffie 
Because mm-hmm. like in the original game, you don't meet Yuffie till after you leave Midgar. But like this is some DLC that's showing that like she was low key in Midgar the whole time, kind of doing her her own thing. Oh, okay. Uh, so I so what I thought they would do is release a paid PS5 version with the free DLC, but they're doing it uh free upgrade with paid dlc um, nice. but it's not okay. coming out to like april or may so i'm gonna just play it now um okay anything else about cyberpunk uh no i beat the game and i know they're selling it for half the price because the release got botched so mm-hmm. nah that's it i enjoyed I, it I, I would venture I, to say sorry go ahead i because you said last time you enjoyed it but if you want to go into more detail uh no that's pretty much it it was like one of those things where i was in and out uh i did what i had to do did almost all of the side missions and left it at that because i didn't know how much worse things were gonna get but it was funny to me the whole debacle was just amusing and entertaining and i enjoyed my experience i'm sure it works well enough and it's well worth 30 dollars at least at this point and um as long as you didn't buy into the hype too hard I was just telling somebody about this the other day. They were like, man, like fucking, um, I forget it's returnal or something like looks so raw. And I'm just like, what are you basing that off of? Like we, they showed, you know, it's like, it's funny. Like there'll be a movie trailer where they just zoom into somebody's eye and everybody's like, Oh fuck. And it's like, you, we don't even know what this movie's about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So maybe cause I'm, you know, I'm older and I've lived through whatever. It's just like, if there's a new Batman game coming out and they just show him making a fist, and that's it. And they don't show any gameplay or anything. I'm not like hyped for that game. I don't know mm-hmm. what the fuck it is. Yeah. People are hyped for this Harry Potter game that's coming out. And I'm like, I we don't even know what it's going to be. Mm, yeah, we don't know what's going on yet. We don't know what the spells are going to be like. But like, nope. I just what kind of game is this even? They're like, no, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> exactly. Nah, people just go super stupid for no reason. Yeah. Um, did we talk about fun. Gina Carano getting fired on the last one or did that happen since then? Uh, I don't recall. No, no, no. No, we haven't talked about that. What's up with that? Uh, she's just dumb. It's, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's it's getting turned into this political thing. Uh, but basically, she was just posting a lot of weird ass right wing memes, and they mm-hmm. were like, "Please stop doing that." And then mm-hmm. she posted one, basically saying that um, right wingers are being persecuted like uh, the Jews were b- uh, before they were, like just prior to the whole like internment cap thing. Mm-hmm. Like I guess we're 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 on the cusp of the the ghettos stage, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, of like the Holocaust, and I'm just like, and everybody is obviously like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then Disney was just like, yeah, like you're a minor character on the show. We might have been about to give you your own show, but like, never mind now. And then yeah. she's like, oh no, the persecution. Yeah, stupid. Uh, but in reality, she's just dumb. It's like she, you know, I was, um technically a fan of hers for a short period of time because you know like i've talked about before like i was into ma when it first existed and she was probably the first like popular female ufc fighter Mm -hmm. um but it was kind of short-lived because this was kind of back back when it was just more of a jumble where it's like she kind of rose to the top for a couple of matches and then she fought somebody who just like wrecked her and then she got wrecked a couple of times and retired um But she had like a little win streak going and people thought she was hot and she had a little bit of charisma. So she was like she was like Ronda Rousey before Ronda Rousey was Ronda Rousey for like one second, though. So exactly. I was like, yeah, she's cool. And then she did that movie Haywire, which I mean, she can't act, but she got her own action movie by like a legitimate director. And then she kind of fell off. And then she's in The Mandalorian. She's not bad in that small role. So it's just like 
take take what you're given like you you're not guaranteed any sort of acting career like it's it's hard to do for sure and you're given a character that basically could have given her some longevity it's like you're canon in star wars now and you can have so much going on for you and you're just like nope i want to retweet these stupid memes that don't make sense yeah she just made herself look dumb yeah super stupid yeah she really did and i think i saw haywire uh, or at least a part of it as well. Uh, it was really interesting. I did, it didn't register that that was her because she's way more buff in Star Wars, I think, than she was in. It's weird because she's not fat, but she's also not. I don't know that she's buff. She's just like thickened out across her entire frame. Yeah, it looks that way. It does look that way. And you she, could see um, it starting in Deadpool. Oh, that's right. Because she was in Deadpool. She like oh. literally didn't talk in that movie, but she was in Deadpool. Yeah, exactly. Damn, that's crazy. So she'd just be beating niggas up in um in uh movies, which which makes sense. I remember the fight scenes in Haywire was kind of kind of ridiculous though, because they was they just felt like they went on for too long. I'm like, all right, look, this nigga got a gun. She's beating <laughs> I'm like, man, what the fuck? Like, if I got a strap and you put me in an arm bar, we both getting shot. I'm shooting myself to shoot you. Like we, I'm just letting it off at that point. I'm shooting everything. It's just dangerous. It's just ridiculous. But um, yeah, nah, we know that we know how this goes. People just want to be oppressed in any way, form or fashion. So uh, uh, Meek Mill's corniness. Did you see that? Oh God, I didn't stop paying attention to that nigga. No, I heard some shit about six, nine running up on him and, him just being corny but i mean are we not surprised i well, don't know what he did that happened he had this bar uh where he said oh G- uh kobe's wife yeah he said some yeah. corny shit. he said if i ever lack i'm going out with my chopper it'd be another kobe That's so bad. <laughs> it's not a good bar it's something no. that i feel like he did just for attention just like the six nine beef and I, yeah. I, it's just corny and it's weird the weird yeah. thing to me is people defending him, first of all, which is like always, I don't understand why you can't just be like, yeah, this woman is um, obviously annoyed with somebody being stupid, but it makes yeah. me kind of feel like Philly might be, or Philly's on my, I'm, on my on my list of places to visit in the near future. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, man, I know it's not fair, but it kind of makes me feel like Philly might be a little... A little corny? A little corny? Yeah. I want to... Philly uh, cheesesteak from the motherland. I feel like it's it, it might not be that bad. It's kind of cool. Uh, I think it'll be good, but I think it'll be you're not going to be surprised at all. It's going to taste like meat and bread and cheese. At the end, of, you get what I mean? Yeah, I get what you mean. I get I get what you mean. Uh, wow. Speaking of Philly, like I've, I guess this is a random tidbit of information. I've started the office and made it to season seven. The la- like the last few episodes of season seven. It's a really great experience. It's well written. It's fun. And when you don't have people in your ear talking about how great it is, you're you're cool to make your own opinions. And I feel like I'm not a contrarian, but I am finding that I like to separate myself and form my own opinions without hearing people saying shit near me. But it has been a nice experience. And I mentioned that because I think they're in Pennsylvania, Scranton, Pennsylvania mm. in the show. Um yeah, that's good. Am I going to watch Friends? No. Uh-huh. They're totally, <laughs> no. totally different. Totally different. Like, you know, I know that that Friends is also a white people staple uh, when it comes to television, but that is not on my list of I things. I think The Office kind of gets a bad rap and I think it gets lumped in. So I'm not a huge 
I haven't seen a lot of the American version of the office, but everything I've seen is like, it's fine. And if I went to somebody's house and like, Hey, like, let's like have the office on while we like, hang out or something, I would be fine with that. Uh, yeah. Kind of same as like, it's always sunny. Like it's not a show that I'm just going to put on a watch by myself, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that show for the most part. Yeah. Like it's funny enough. Yeah. Um, no, no, that's fine. I think there's something to the fact that Ricky Gervais was able to make the office and sell it to like every country in the world. Wait, are there different offices yeah. in every country? Yes. Really, really, really? Who yeah. all has one? Who all has one? I, I'm sure there is a definitive list, but there is like a version of the office for so, all over the world. <laughs> there's a there's a TOU. There's an the office universe where different timelines and and uh uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh dimensions and stuff. The office countries. The office counterparts, I guess, is what I'm looking for. Um, counterparts. What countries have the office? I'm looking right here. India, as of 2018, will now become one of the many countries that have made remade the 2001 sitcom with Canada, Chile, Czech Republic, France, Germany, Israel, Sweden, Finland, and the U.S. all putting their own slant on the show. I want to know what Michael looks like in each of these country countries uh, i'm sure they don't have a picture that's crazy i don't know the, if they're doing a one-to-one -one. so like the the original version i don't know i don't think his name was michael it was like a it slightly was david different brett. right david brett yeah i only know that because they showed um he met michael in an episode when they were about to hop on the episode and then he went was... on tour as david brent singing like he did really? he released an album in character I think there's like a thing where he's like, I'm a bit of a singer. And then like 10 years later, he was like the David Brent concert series. And he went around in character, like performing songs. This shit has like a cult following, man. Yeah. That's I mean, there's something nice. to it. Like I said, I, I don't, I, I'm not going to like go turn on the office as soon as we get off this podcast. But like the, I, the, the hate that it gets is kind of weird to me. I think that it, it receives the hate that most people, uh, give towards something that people take and make a personality out of. And I know that scene is like a negative thing. People mention like, Oh man, now that Trump ain't president anymore, people going to have to, to d develop personalities outside of liberalism or friends. It will be okay, but they need another show to develop a personality. Like it's, it's a shtick that these shows have, um, um, fans, that are a little bit too into it, I suppose. And I guess that's true, but everybody has something that they into, you know, motherfuckers like peanut butter. Am I developing a personality surrounding around peanut butter? No, I just like the shit. Like mind your business, let it go. It's okay. Once again, to reiterate, am I going to watch friends? No. Am I defending friends in any way, form or fashion? No, I just have no general interest in that show. For some reason, it just feels like, I would be upset if I tried to sit down and watch that shit. Okay. Uh, I think I have four quick things. So uh, Disney plus adds negative depictions disclaimer to the Muppet show, which basically it's just a little warning saying like, Hey, the show, some of these episodes are old and we think about things differently. <clears throat> now, some of these things may be insensitive, but we don't want to necessarily just delete the episode. So there you go. Right. Personally, mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And um, Seth MacFarlane, uh, a Family Guy fame, uh, tweeted this 
news story out and said, this might be why we're having so much difficulty getting through to the far right. Uh, I wholeheartedly disagree with that sentiment. How do you feel about that? He's, is he saying that the censoring of shows is why he's having so much trouble getting through to the far right? So he's famously like pretty liberal, right? But I think, you know, it's in the sense of like rich, white, liberal, whatever. Um, And I think he's trying to paint this picture of we're just too, we get our knickers in a bunch all the fucking time. And this is why we can't. And I, I just, I don't think that's the case at all. And I think this is a common sense thing to do instead of, obviously Disney is doing, is just trying to not upset anybody and make money. They don't give a shit. But Mm -hmm. I think that's a better alternative than just pretending things don't exist like we do with Tom and Jerry and yeah. Song of the South and all that, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Keep the episodes up. Say, like, hey, dude. Like, I mean, I think it's kind of a realistic statement to just be like, hey, man, shit's sucked a lot back then. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if you remember where they, they were talking about going back and deleting the World the Trade Center Towers from movies. That's dumb. And re-releasing them. Like after 9-11, you know, people were talking crazy about a lot of stuff. But that was one of the things. And I'm like, I don't I don't know that that makes sense. Yeah, no, it doesn't. There's no Now, reason. maybe if you have a movie that from, you know, action movie from 1994 that takes place completely within the New York uh, Trade Center, you could have a little like thing for the stream. Like, hey, you know, this. I just I don't think that's a big deal. And I think it's uh, it's short sighted and kind of insensitive you know, as a, a, a rich white man to be like, well, why, you know, why do we need this? It's not for you. Yeah, no, it is. I think so. And I agree with that. Uh, I think one of the best things about just letting people know that your stance on something that you're presenting or you have on your platform is, um, isn't the same as what it is. Um, isn't the same as what is on it. You know, I guess it's like, yo, we're showing you this because it does exist. It is something that we created. We can't pretend that it doesn't, it didn't happen, but we want to let you know that some of the things you might see could potentially offend you. And there, there's nothing wrong with, I think it's less of an offense to take accountability for it and warn people uh, than it is to just take it away. Cause we're not children. I'm not a child. If I'm paying for some shit and you made some shit and I want to see that shit, I should be able to see that shit, but <clears throat> why I would want to hop up and watch the old Tom and Jerry episodes with the Angemama character. She was like, Thomas. And she was walking around in the, in the flip flops. Yeah. And, just, and they changed you know, her voice or cut her out entirely of that. Episode. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Like I know it's an erasure of, of history. It's right. an erasure of how things used to be. And I think that's a big enough problem with what we learn in schools it's a big enough problem with what we come across in general um you know so you need to just present things as is and let people deal with those the way that they see fit because just because you take it away doesn't mean that it didn't happen so uh thank goodness it's not up to him to decide who gets what and who gets to be offended by what and who gets to see this that and the other like if he had his own platform that would be one thing but I'm not really trying to hear anything from him because I think his main platform in a way has been on majority of his shows. Like there's been sprinkles of offensive shit in there. And I think that's his type of humor. So I see why he might've said some shit, but 
I'm not trying to hear it because Family Guy ain't been fun since um. Yeah, no, for a while. <laughs> yeah, very long funny. time. Very long time. Very long time. But no, that's it. Um, and Ted is not funny either. That shit with the teddy bear, oh, like the boy. first movie. Okay, cool, whatever. It shouldn't have had a second movie. Let that shit go, brother. I but get your money. Get your money. Though. I'm not sure if I saw the second movie. Uh, yeah, shouldn't happen. Someone known as the Coochie Scouter. Okay. <laughs> First, <laughs> firstly, have you seen any of WandaVision? No, I haven't seen any of it. I was kind of waiting for it to like build up before. Have I you it. seen? I mean, it's quite a few episodes at this point. Uh, do you nice. do you know the black lady that's in it? Do you know what she looks like? Um. Yes, I've seen pictures of her. She's very attractive. Very very okay. pretty. So the Coochie Scouter tweeted, "Fellas, you can pick only one to squirt on you. Who you picking?" And he's got a picture of the black lady from WandaVision, uh, yes. Miss Miss Rambo. He's got yes. the uh, mm-hmm. Captain Marvel. He's mm, got that's a no for me. Continue. Uh, what's her face? Black Widow. No, that's a no for me. And Gamora. I want the Asian lady to be you know me. Uh, Gamora, you said. Oh, shit. It's between the black lady and Gamora. Uh, fuck. Shit. Damn it. Um, um, ooh. Yeah, because the, 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 the two middle ones. Ooh, I'm conflicted. Damn. Uh, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick the black lady. Zoe Saldana is very beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, no, I'm gonna give the newcomer a chance. I'm not as familiar with her. She's she's very attractive. She's very pretty. I've seen pictures of her. Yeah, so I, I will have to go with that one. Shouts out to the Coochie Scouter. I I agree. A friend of the podcast, Kenny sixteen text, uh, chose Gamora. Mm, that, that's how the tweet ended up on my timeline. I respect his decision. Yeah, because she was like a hot second, like a runner up for sure. Because the other two, I wouldn't have even like considered um because the second one was whom again Mar- captain marvel, captain marvel no. and then black widow nah not captain marvel i'm not into that and then black widow no i'm not into nah no i don't need that either yeah no so i'm, I'm ten toes down in my decision that's what i'm going with okay and uh, finally uh friend of the podcast digicel wolf who lives across the pond as they say my boy uh was uh, got into a slight argument about tipping on the timeline that I happened to see. And I wanted to talk to you about it since you are someone who works in the service yes. industry. Yes. Um, I'll read what he said. Basically, um, I don't want to speak for him. I He's anti-tipping and he explains why, right? Because mm-hmm. it's about like pay people more. Um, and I think things just got a little misconstrued with the person he was arguing with because- okay. It's not as simple as I don't want to tip. It's like we need to abolish the tipping system. Right. To be provided. So I don't know if he's getting at let's stop tipping and then maybe that will create some the effect of people no longer taking these jobs. I think that's probably not going to work, but I'll I'll read what he said. So he said, um, so it's the public's job to take care of the American workforce because your government for the last 50 years, I might add, refuses to give its workers a cost of living adjustment. They have you Americans in such bondage that you believe it's your job to help and and not theirs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your country is meant to be a superpower, yet it's one of the only developed countries that allows workers to earn less than is needed to actually survive. And it have a public makeup for it like that's normal. Everywhere else, tipping is an option, as it should be. 
And like I said, if you don't tip your doctors and lawyers for providing a service, which they do during a time of need, then why tip everyone else? Um, and it just kind of goes on along those lines. So I think mm-hmm. um, I don't want to again, I don't want to argue the, uh, the the finer points too much because I'm not sure what his entire stance is. But I think I agree that tipping seems weird and out of place, especially if you have traveled. And it's mm-hmm. unfortunate that like tipping isn't a bonus as it is surprisingly perceived at times here when I, I think it's weird that everybody understands you can make under minimum wage as a tipped worker, but then they'll tip you nothing or the bare minimum where like, you know, if everybody tipped that way, you wouldn't, you would not survive, but uh, go ahead and and Uh, give us your wisdom on that. Well, um, as a salary employee, uh, I do not receive tips so that's the first thing that i want to say uh but as a person that has worked jobs where we've relied either on a combination of the minimum wage and tips or the minimum wage in that field and commission if you're working retail um it is i think the first thing that needs to be addressed is the fact that um coming from a place such as the uk or wherever else where tipping isn't really a normal thing it's easier to understand the mindset that comes along with believing the beliefs that one might have coming from those places which is you work here you deserve a livable wage you know and i think that's the main thing um because the argument if i'm hearing this correctly seems to be that a livable wage needs to be provided by the employer or the people that you are working for and it shouldn't be at the discretion of at the discretion of the the consumer the people that are coming in in order to eat um or drink or you know just experience hospitality and that much i can agree with especially like with the way things are now in the middle of a pandemic um you know it's kind of this we had a at an impasse like because you know of course, restaurants aren't doing what they used to do. And of course, um, people aren't able to go out the way that they were able to go out. But not getting into how everyone does deserve a livable wage, um, I think I would like to know the origin of the shit. Like, I don't know how tipping, because it's very volatile. It is very volatile. Um, when you aren't getting tipped, like, it's bad. It's horrible. But when you are, depending on where you're working, um, it's super duper lucrative. There are individuals that serve or bartend that make, um, some would argue if they were like ignorant too much. And that's, that's kind of rude. Cause I don't pocket watch and I don't get into those types of things. But, um, I think the main consensus for me is that the, the people working do need to be taken care of. And, um, coming from the UK, I can see how there would be an incentive like where it's just like, no, it shouldn't come from us because that's a cultural thing. But, uh, and if you are a person from America, knowing how things are, I do expect you to tip, even though I'm not getting tips, you know how things are here. So that's different for you to say it rather than someone from across the pond or, uh, wherever else, because, um, you know, how it is and yeah, you know they, they know that on. we tip here and what's funny about that is yeah. um due to the exchange rate they're usually getting a deal by coming here like people from the uk yeah 
their yeah, dollar goes farther here. Yeah. So yeah. just fucking tip, you fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 normal to 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 um you know over in the UK. I get it. I get it because it, you might also get a different quality of service over in the UK. Like if you have a server, um, because they're taken care of. It's just a regular job to them. They get like a wage and stuff. But capitalism in America, like shit, is not going down that route. Shit is a little bit different here. So I think it's customary to when you're heading to a place, look up those customs prior to going there mm-hmm. so you know you can pull a win in rome do as the romans do type thing but over there yes that completely flies but over here we might have a a different agenda and different beliefs because we're from here and the, i will say that the one thing that doesn't help uh an argument like that is it's the one thing that people who should do better um bring up when they don't do better like i've seen servers get receipts with taxation is theft written on the receipt as a reason for not tipping and i'm like dude you still pay tax and that's like a state slash government thing but you took something you didn't give this person that took care of you right and they they get that server is getting taxed based on an assumption of what they make in tips yes exactly at the end of the year so you like your your that that logic is so flawed it is. It is. It is. It's like, hey, oh, you better holler at your employer. I mean, but using the argument, if we if we are talking about what people should and shouldn't do, um, maybe you should get groceries instead of going to restaurants. Like if we just opening up the yard for people to have opinions on shit that um, isn't really any of their business, maybe you should go to the corner store and get some bread, and some lunch meat and just eat at home instead of going out. You know, it's like pocket watching. It's pocket watching. Mm-hmm. And if if that's the argument that you want to have, there's a bunch of shit. Like you can't afford groceries. Damn. Maybe you should get a better job so you can afford groceries. You can, if you can afford restaurants, uh, are you being responsible by going to restaurants instead of getting groceries? What about your kids? What are they going to eat? You just ate outside. Like it's, <laughs> I could do this. <laughs> I could do this on and on and on and on and on and on. But you know, I, I think as vague as it sounds, it's just important to look out for the next person. If you're going to be out here getting services from the next person. So. Yeah. I think, be. um, you know, at the end of it all, me and you and him are on the same page. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know what, um, you know, direct action he's considering, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I think it is crazy to say that um, an employer can pay under minimum wage, which is already too low um, mm-hmm. because you'll probably make enough tips to balance that out, but there's no guarantee of that. And then you get taxed on, whatever they assume that you probably made in tips. Right. And then the problem with that is that, you know, it it is wrong that another working class person has to subsidize an employer underpaying you. Yeah. And then we, we already do that because so many people are not making a living wage. Like, I mean, this is, it's almost becoming cliche at this point, but it is 100% true fact. It's like Walmart underpays employees and then mm-hmm. we have to make up the difference with our tax dollars. Yeah. For and sure. then as part of the culture war, um, they want everybody to have this idea in their mind that a person on welfare is a, a lazy black person. A grubber. Yeah. Money grubbing, like just person that doesn't utilize the resources that they actually have. We need but them to pull up. Gamefully employed people not being paid enough um 
who are working hard and and in, and are thanked by having to uh, be on food stamps and benefits that we pay for. So yeah. the the overarching point, uh, you know, is valid and is there, and we need to do something. Um, but we'll see what happens. I, I don't have a lot of experience with tipped work. I did uh, lift driving very heavily for about six months, mm-hmm. and there was no rhyme or reason to how I was getting tipped and from whom. Yeah. Right. Um, it was fucking crazy. And it would, I tried not to think about it because it would always hurt my brain. Like there were people who would want to talk to me and vent to me. And then like, sometimes they wouldn't tip me. Sometimes they give me $20. I yeah. have, you know, helped people with their groceries and stuff. If they were, you know, older or whatever, lived alone, yeah. sometimes yeah. they would tip. Sometimes they would just give me nothing. There were, you know, yeah. like there are people who like didn't say shit, didn't do nothing. $30 tip. I don't know. Like it was just crazy. No rhyme or reason. So I can only imagine doing that. Uh, mm-hmm. for a longer period of time and trying to give a high level of service to somebody um, because okay. you have a personal pride in the work you do, but also, you know, you want to pay your bills and it's just like all exactly. of the map. Yeah. <clears throat> I think, I think there needs to be with any approach to working almost any field. Um, there needs to be a certain amount of personal contentment and, and, and general happiness with how you approach doing your job. Like that needs to be there in you uh, before you go to work, you need to enjoy what you're doing to some degree. Like, for example, if you're helping an older person get to the house with their groceries, you need to want to do that. I guess the, the incentive is there. It's like, I'm going to do this because it's the right thing to do. That way um, you feel okay, even though you aren't taken care of. It's And I know that's like rude of me to suggest uh, because that's what people strive to have. Most people are working to take care of themselves and their families and whatever else they're not working because they're passionate about what it is that they're doing. And you're blessed if you come across uh, the ability to do something that you're passionate about, but it's draining when you're giving something of yourself, whether it be your time, your energy, um, shit, your, your emotions, like whatever else. And, and you feel like it's not reciprocated, uh, especially monetarily and in a place where you're trying to, you know, receive an income, I can see how people get burnt out and they have these arguments, um, whether it be healthcare, restaurants, uh, Lyft, you know, I saw someone recently say that this is a hot take, but majority of the people that I've seen working in healthcare are not empathetic and should not be here. You know, you're treating people, um, like, you know, just another part of the job. Like it's shuffling paperwork. It's like, you know, oh, you got diabetes. Okay, cool. Whatever. Like we, and we've seen that we've seen that. Um, but you know, all we can do is just hope that people come across something like, you know, especially right now with unemployment and stuff like that, like opportunities aren't as prevalent as they were, or maybe it depends on where you look at, but you know, just enjoy what you're doing to some degree, have an interest in it. Uh, or strive for that, even though it might be hard. And I feel like everybody will get where they need to be in their own due time. Uh, quickly, I th- you know, part of the problem with, you know, medicine at whatever level, like under doctor level or like um, physician's assistant or nurse practitioner, right? Like is it's essentially like going to trade school. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh, I can go to school for two years or less, like if I go on trimesters and I can be a nurse and make, have a guaranteed job 
and have a guaranteed amount of money regardless of where I live in the country. Like, you know, it's like, it's, it's just a short program to lift you out of whatever. And I don't, I don't want to say out of poverty because it's not like every nurse or whatever, but it's yeah. the same shit as some dude me like, I don't know what the fuck I want to do. I guess I'll be a welder. And then you get some union job and you're kind of set, right? Like the difference is, is on one hand, you're welding some shit and you know that you have to do stuff to code and there's an inspector or whatever, but you're not affecting the outcome of somebody's life. It's not a customer service job in the same way that medicine is. And then that's, it just, it goes back to like this problem with capitalism, right? Where it's like, you have too many people who, who can't realistically pursue something that they want to do. Mm-hmm. And they're looking for something that can give them, they're, they're making a business decision based on how much money am I putting into school? How much time am I putting into school? And what am I getting back for that investment? Yeah, And, yeah. you know, medicine in general is just one of those things. Like whether, you know, because there's a lot of things nursing adjacent or, or just like a notch below nursing where you can go for six months, you go a year. And again, you're guaranteed a job and you're guaranteed a certain salary. You know, nursing is better because you can move around more. There's like more segments and there's more opportunity to make more money. Yeah. But, you know, because of the, you know, we're we're rewarding people the wrong way. Like the, the carrot and stick is set up the, the wrong way. You're not getting yeah. enough people that want to help people. You're getting people who are like, I can only afford to go to school for this amount of money and for this amount of time. And this is probably the best path for me to have financial security. And that's why you have shitty nurses. Yeah. 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 Facts. Facts. It's like a factory, you know, just put them in, turn them out. And we have like a workforce now, but how many people in that workforce want to be in that workforce uh, to it? It's tricky. It's like, they just want to provide for themselves and stuff. And sometimes people that shouldn't be in there linger around a little bit longer than they need to. And the people being helped quote unquote by these people feel the brunt of it the most. So the real wild, real wild. I think we got out when we needed to. It was, it was a realization that happened there. Do you ever think that we talk so much shit that we would never be able to get back into it if we wanted to? Do you think that's a factor at all? Do you ever medicine? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still, it's still yeah. technically a goal of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I plan on going back for like, so I'm making my way right now, but it is so like, I do I do face a certain amount of uncertainty, right? And I have mm-hmm. confidence that like, the more I apply myself, you know, but then I think ahead of like, do I want to be living this way when I'm 50? I just feel like, what I have now is, is, is sustainable to the extent of like whatever comfort, but I kind of wonder longer term what this will give me. And then it's like, do I want to be in a position where it's like, I'm doing videos and photos and making shirts and fucking, I own two ATMs across the city. You know, it's like, it's cool having a, a diverse kind of income stream, but at the same time, it's like, is that what I want to be doing? So there's a part yeah. of me that it's like, if I finish school and I can work in nursing and just like stack money and then like fake retire and then go back to what I'm doing. I don't yeah. know. That's kind of like where yeah. my mind is. So yeah, I hear you. That I feel like sense. I can, I can go back to that and like do it properly and um, mm-hmm. hopefully like hold some other people accountable. But yeah. it's, uh, it is, it is like a weird 
thing. I agree with you. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Uh, I do want to, I do want to iterate that we aren't burnt out on medicine, but we've just, I was burnt out on EMS 100%, but yeah, in medicine in general, no. Yeah. Medicine in general. No, no. We just, I mean, we can be, I will say that I wasn't necessarily burnt out on EMS. I was burnt out on some of the people I was around because that was, it, can, it was definitely intense. But that's, you know? I mean, that's part of it. That is a part of you it. You are in a, a, you drive a, a bomb around all day with a fucking <laughs> racist yeah. and make no money. I mean, that's. And get called a nigger 17 times in a day. Like, yeah, no, I will definitely say I was not. Nah, that shit. Mm-mm. Nope, 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 nope. Nah, probably not. But, um, you know. I know I'm sounding vaguely hopeful every time I say shit like that, but you know, if, if at the very least you can't work or have a career in something that you're passionate about and you're making ends meet, that's an accomplishment in itself, especially in today's um, economy and, and current events Um, at the very least, if you can, if you have a way to enjoy certain hobbies or things that you're passionate about uh, on the side while doing that, you are blessed and things might not be as bad as they seem. So just just keep that up. Um, for example, I'm sitting here doing it right now with Reggie, and we've been doing it for about four and a half to five years right now. Um, so wait, wait, lucky wait, wait, wait. How, are you talking about the podcast? How old is it? Yes, nigga, it's about four or five years. It'll be like five in October for sure, for sure. But yeah, really, yeah, yeah, big shit, big facts. We're still here, still doing it, still doing it. And this is also going to be our longest episode to date, which is only fair because we haven't been posting as much. So I wouldn't mind making extra long ones or something to kind of hold people over and eventually getting back to more frequent posts. Because I know some of you have been concerned about that, but we will do what we can, Um, at least in my opinion. I got to talk to Reggie about that so we can we can chat about that and stuff. But I'm happy we have enough content for two plus hours and counting right now still counting unless we have do we have anything else we want to talk about no i had two things but they're not quick enough i'll save them for next time okay cool i'm down with that um are you positive because i'm, I'm kind of enjoying myself right now i'm feeling this weird zen at the moment so if you want to we can definitely we can definitely chat about it uh okay well um do you are you familiar with the gumball 3000 or do you remember it no not so it is a race through well it's not technically a race uh legally it's not a race uh it is a rally where anybody can basically sign up with any car and you drive all through europe in a group of like a shit ton of cars and uh jackass participated in it years ago and i think that's how it like kind of got a little more mainstream mm-hmm. and i remembered it out of the blue one day and i was like man it'd be neat to do something like that um and i looked it up and it's like it's for rich people now i think to sign up it's like eighty thousand dollars oh no no thanks and uh, the majority of those people get little sponsorships and they put decals in their cars and stuff but i'm like nah like fuck that so i was trying to find something somewhat similar that was actually attainable and I found um, this organization called the Adventurists. And um, this thing they do is a little crackery. <laughs> but it's kind of like, so, okay, me and you can say, uh, let's get a car full of people and just drive from somewhere to somewhere in another country. And I think that would be like a neat adventure, right? But I think 
the way they present things. So they have a couple of different ones you can sign up for and they're all like around a thousand dollars, like entry fee. Right. Yeah. They have one where, um, you get a little 50 CC motorcycle. Like it's like a tiny motorcycle that goes slow, tiny wheels is uncomfortable to be on. And then you ride that for a week through like Peru, for instance. Uh, they have one where you get one of those motorized rickshaws with the three wheels, you know, maybe, you know what I'm talking about? Uh Uh-huh. They have one of those where, and they're providing the motorcycles. This one, they provide the rickshaw and they'll paint it for you, whatever design you want. And then you take that through like India for a week or through the Himalayas or something. Right. And you could fit like two people on that. Right. And then their biggest one is you drive from the UK to Russia. Ooh. Okay. And that takes like a month. Yeah. Um, and I'm like kind of torn because I, I want to, uh, you know, I, I kind of, I had enough money to get into tr- back into traveling for a while and then COVID happened. And then it's like, I haven't been anywhere. Um, yeah. So something like that is a little enticing. And then it's like, it forces you. So the idea is like, it's supposed to be hard. Like the, the, the mindset is like, okay, when especially like when a white person right when they go if they went to peru they would go to like the capital town and then maybe they take a day trip to somewhere smaller and then they don't really interact with like locals or learn anything they eat some food and then they do just tourist shit right Mm -hmm. and this is kind of like they're putting you in a hard situation where you're kind of working for your experience and then it's like okay you're gonna get a flat you're going to break down. You're going to have to, you know, haggle with somebody, talk to somebody. You're the idea is you don't stay in like a nice hotel every night. Maybe you camp out. Maybe you stay at like you give somebody 20 bucks and stay in their house, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, maybe that, that's a little bit farther than I, I want to do necessarily because like I'm old and, and whatever else. But I just kind of yeah. like the idea of that. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I was just like looking at their YouTube videos and looking at their site. And I'm just like, man, that uh-huh. it would be neat. Yeah. To, to just drive for a month and through like all of those countries and have an adventure. It really would be uh, thinking about that. Like that would be a fun experience, especially if you're recording on the way and stuff. I assume they would probably be sleeping in the car uh, unless you had like places to go uh, and, and go to sleep and stuff. But, um, and the route is all up to you. Like, and they encourage you to use an actual map and not a GPS. And then oh. they, they were saying that the GPS doesn't even like work in every area. Like when you're in oh. Mongolia, they're like, the GPS doesn't work. Oh, that's tricky. I mean, yeah, we would be going back to the roots on that one. But that's something I would be into. Uh, uh, kind of. I will say it's not necessarily something that a person of our culture would usually <laughs> hop up and yes. do because of the implications but uh it sounds like a lot of fun especially now i think it's the the fact that we've been stuck in the house for a, a year or so has provided further incentive to want to get out and do things like this so i can definitely feel where you're coming from on that one it so i'm kind of in a mindset of like do i want to plan something for myself to do because, mm-hmm. you know, like, OK, we're city people, we're multicultural people. We specifically would not have a hard time going to another country and wandering around and making our own way and interacting with locals. Right. Like. But um, yeah. there's a part of me for like the ease of just like you sign up for a thing and you show up to a thing and then it's like adventure awaits. 
yeah. a part of me kind of wants to do that rickshaw one with another person. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 for sure. That sounds like it would be fun. <laughs> and then there's like nothing stopping you from saying, okay, like, again, if you can afford that much time off or whatever, you could say, okay, I'll do this week long thing through India or Peru or, or what, what have you. Um, and then I'll spend like three more days doing whatever once it's over, like in the same area on my own. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. You can, you can tackle it any way that you want to. I'm assuming is of course it's easier with a partner of some sort. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I'm down with that. I'm jiggy with that. Yeah. Cause you couldn't do some shit like that in America. Ain't it kind of funny how you can do some shit like in another country, but it's like, yeah, all right, cool. Let's just uh, start in Chicago and make our way towards the South. We can go through like certain areas yeah. of this city with a met like, uh, 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 they're mm-hmm. bringing the the little motorcycle one to America, but they don't have details yet because they haven't done one yet. And yeah. I feel like I might be up for that, but it depends on the where where it's starting and ending. Because I feel like, granted, there's a lot of America I haven't seen, but like I've been on some road trips. I just don't want to be bored. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This shit can be kind of boring. We ain't seen you seen one mall, you ain't seen a mall. Like it, it just gets kind of ridiculous at a certain point. But you know, at the same time, being on a motorcycle that only goes like. 35 miles an hour is like kind that of adds, sounds fun. adds a that wrinkle sounds to it. I think you 100% would be miserable because you're just too damn tall. Like My legs would be spread all. I would be busting it open the whole time I'm sitting on that bitch because my legs would be like wide the fuck open. That don't sound too safe for my gooch. It don't sound too safe for my balls, my cock and balls. Unless I got those underwear that separate my cock and balls, maybe that would help me accommodate um, you know, my comfort on the cycle. But no, I think I'll pass on that. Um, and finally, wanted to briefly talk about this crazy, stupid movie I watched. So, did you know that Russell Crowe is in a new movie where he's fat? Uh, no, I did not. What was that about? Uh, what is it called? Um, Unhinged. And I saw the trailer, and I'm like, this looks really funny. And then I rented it for two dollars, mm-hmm. and it was just horrible. But basically. Russell Crowe is uh, like a grown-up kind of incel misogynist guy. Oh, man. So he starts the movie, and he's in a big-ass pickup truck, and he's just like looking into this house. And then he goes in there and uh, kills the people in it and sets it on fire. And it turns out it's his ex-wife and her new boyfriend. Oh, no. And then the Mm -hmm. next day, a single mom with her – she's trying to get her kid to work. And she honks at him because he's taken he he just like snoozes through a, a green light. Yeah. And he takes personal offense to this. And he okay. follows her the entire movie and tortures her family and friends. So uh, okay. So, so it's like road rage of the movie. Oh no. Yeah, no. That's mm-mm. nope. No thanks. I mean, because uh, if it wasn't Russell Crowe, maybe I would be. <laughs> I'm concerned because it is Russell Crowe, and I can completely see him, from what I understand, doing this shit. Like, so I'm, I'm, it's kind of. I sent you a of, picture of him. I think I don't know if he's wearing a prosthetic stomach. Like he looks, weird. you know, bloated because he's getting older. But I like he also he has like that's weird. Chest. Does does he get killed in the end? At least does somebody stop him? Of course he does, but it's also one of those movies where it's like, it could have been a fun premise, but they're so lazy in writing it where like nothing makes sense, and then he's like superhuman at points where he shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, no, that's just ridiculous. I'm not trying to see anything with Russell Crowe in it right now either. 
<laughs> that nigga crazy. I don't know what's up with crazy Australians. Like him, Mel Gibson. Like it's just uh, hang it up, let that shit go. What did he? I don't know a lot about him except uh, he used to what he used to get in like fights back in the day, right? Like fifteen years I, ago. I think he had a beef with like uh, the, the Azalea Banks or some shit like that, man. Like that nigga weird, man. What? I don't know. Yeah, nah. He just all over the place. He's just hard to work with and kind of crazy, from what I understand. So, wait, um, I'm I'm looking this up. Yeah, look that up. RZA admits Russell Crowe spat at Azalea Banks. Yup, that nigga crazy. Why would that he nigga crazy? I don't know. He's Russell Crowe. This is what Russell Crowe does. Russell Crowe does Russell Crowe things. We got to get this nigga out of here by any means necessary. That's just how you get down. Mel Gibson, I'm going to knock his ass out when I catch him too. Let it be known. Mel Gibson, I'm coming for you, nigga. See, that's that. what we talked about earlier. About what? how people are so afraid of catching flag for doing the right thing. And Mel Gibson got to do what he did. Like, Mel Gibson hasn't been a big deal since Passion of the Christ. Yeah, no, not at all. And even, even before then, he had a, a huge lull, right? Yeah, he did. Apocalypto was like a good-ass movie. I've seen that. But yeah, no, he hasn't really been around. I think his whole right-wing shtick is kind of why. He's not even from here. Like, well, what, what I mean is like he, he was able to be really crazy and wrong, right? And be anti-Semitic, right? And it was well after his prime. And he, I mean, he could come out with a movie tomorrow and people would watch it. Like he's not canceled. Like he's not, he's not under the radar because he's canceled. He's just old and like chilling. Yeah, exactly. Niggas just forgot about him. So again, to to bring it back, like somebody like Justin Timberlake is like, "Mm, I don't know if I should speak out about this thing, guys. Yeah. Justin Timberlake be acting like a bitch. Get him out of here. Get it out of here. Um, uh, in further news, I think I've located Magoo's Twitter, which I sent <laughs> to you. But uh, we'll have further developments on that on the hunt for Magoo later on. Because um, I don't think I have that much more that I want to. I want to chat on. This has been good. Wait, this. Why do you think this is real? Do you? Th- I don't know. Some nigga lied. I think some. This is like the only lead that I have right I'm now. I'm not so. saying it's a hundred percent false because it, it could be real. But yeah. it's I'm the real Magoo. I'm the real Magoo, and it's a locked account. Not accepting new followers, private account. God bless. He has 670 yeah. followers, and he's following 670 people. And he joined it's probably a bot. He joined July 2019. But then, if this is fake or a bot, like what's the point of impersonating Magoo? They know I'm looking for him. They want to <laughs> infiltrate. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the if why would you. If you will put forth the effort to, like, have legitimate question, like, have a legitimate interview for Magoo, I will volunteer whatever resources I have to um, tracking him down. Yeah, please help me. I really want to get into this. But I mean, once we get him, like, okay, what if, what if I magically, like, yo, Magoo is down for next week? I'm just saying you got to be ready. I'm ready. I've been ready for years. I've been looking for this nigga, man. Like, yeah, nah. You think I'm not ready? Yeah, I'm prepared for whatever it may come down to. What it, so. if, what if your your first question, you're just like, yo, like, you know, I'm I'm a big fan, just wondering what you've been on. And he's like, I've just been in the cut, like gay men in butt. Like, would you be able to finish the interview uh, if it starts cut, that way? Like gay niggas in butt. Uh, I've been like, you know what? Yeah, I would be I would power through it. I would power through it. I would need to get some sound bites so we can have like some applause playing in the background, like ah. 
as soon as he say it uh add some sound effects to the podcast but yeah no no i feel like i would definitely match magoo's energy if he came in with that type of uh moxie about him i'm just interested in hearing about his journey what he's been up to where he's been you know i want to find that out and it's he's such an interesting uh person to me knowing who he's been around and what he's seen potentially so yeah the, the search continues magoo soon soon but in the meantime i do want to thank you guys for especially if you made it this far in wait one last question what out of all of the celebrities that have you blocked who would you like to interview on the podcast the most and why um, celebrities that have me blocked I don't uh, even know how extensive the list is, but I know it's uh, Joe Budden. I know it's uh, that porn star. Me, actually, yeah, he unblocked me. Uh, so, did you apologize? No, nah, I was like, "Hey, unblock me!" And he uh, he apparently has just been unblocking people that he had blocked, but not Sarah J because she's my mortal enemy. Um, I don't know what I don't think any other celebrities might have me blocked. So I'm gonna say none, none. None, even if she's my only source or, or or one. Like, no, I don't. I don't want to talk to that lady. It's the principalities. So there, that's my response to that. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. So, um, <laughs> thanks for listening. Uh, longest episode that we've ever dropped so far. Uh, it might be a doozy. If you made it here, thank you for being patient. Uh, thank you for chilling with us throughout the slower releases and whatnot or more spaced out releases and stuff uh we still doing it everything's fine um you know just life working on it but we got more stuff in the works would you like to say anything before we head out uh i guess not uh is there any uh fictitious character you'd like to be drawn with is there any fictitious character that I would like to? I got be? that sketch of you and Jar Jar, and I'm you, like, is it real? You really did that, man! You wild. I, I mean, I didn't. Sketch. I had to commission that. Commission that. You are ridiculous. That wasn't quite what I what I wanted. Is okay. You know, there's like that famous meme picture where the black dude is whipping the white people, picking cotton, and you got like Martin Luther King yeah. stuff up top. Yes, I wanted I a picture. Somebody to draw a picture of like you and um, Jar Jar, like chopping it up, or like he's giving you dap or something and then you have yeah. like black uh you know like rosa parks and stuff like in the sky looking down and proving that yeah 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 i like that i like that um a fictitious character that i would like to be drawn with i'm thinking about it thinking about it um space ghost coast to coast space ghost i feel like we would get along so that would be kind of cool well you know i could just take a picture of you sitting down and then like put it next to space ghost, space yeah. Ghost. And then just put you on the space ghost couch or something. Yeah, do that. I'm down with that. I'll be down with that. I don't or we could do a all. rule 34 where you and Brack are hooking up. Ah, ah, ah. Nope. All right, that's the end of the episode. We'll catch. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. All right, yeah, we go. We go stop recording. Y'all be easy. Stay warm. Stay safe. Um, wear your mask. Take care of one another. We love you guys. Thank you for your support. We will catch you. Again. Peace out.